Welcome to Kilgallen's Pub, the podcast where I, comedian Joe Kilgallen, like to sit back, have some drinks with people, and recreate that bar conversation we all know and love. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. That's at Kilgallen's Pub. Also on Instagram at Kilgallen's Pub. Give myself a follow at Joe Kilgallen on everything, especially my YouTube. Guys, subscribe to that YouTube, kids, because that's where I put a lot of the podcast clips, full episodes of the podcast, also my stand-up clips. Uh, big announcement that I announced on the podcast last week was that my album, uh, can't complain. We'll be coming out Thursday, June 20th. So we are about a week away, everyone. And if you are a Patreon subscriber, I already they already have it. The Patreon subscribers, the, I'll be honest, the few we have, they already have it. Uh, so if you are a Patreon subscriber on that top tier, the six dollar tier, you will get uh, a download link to the uh, to the album Can't Complain, which James Webb uh, did some great stuff on. Hey James, how are you? Hey buddy, how are you? All right. We also have sitting across from me a returning guest, technically his third time. Um, <laughs> Oh, right. Yeah, Remember? Yeah. yeah. You did one of the first episodes. You were on like episode number four or something mm-hmm. like that. And then you were on the St. Patrick's Day live episode. The one is, that what people watched all the way through. Yeah. The two and a half hour shit shows, I like to call it, which is also available uh, exclusively on the Patreon. Wait, we didn't release that to the public? It would have been way too much fucking editing. <laughs> and uh, it was a lot of sloppiness. And there was probably some stuff where it's like, oh, man, they're going to get um, canceled. Chad Jim McDaniel, cancel by the way, them. just popped in and said he can't wait to hear the album. Oh, fuck yeah, Chad. Thanks, my man. Chad McDaniels is the best. I love that dude. Mm. And uh, it's cool that like to have people who like like your stuff, but then I like his taste too. Yeah, Jim McDaniel will, will tag me and stuff or share things. I'm like, oh yeah, do like Metallica. He's a good dude. I like that guy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me, but uh, yeah, also so um, we're gonna be releasing the album um, on video on YouTube as well. So that's why I've been trying to get people to subscribe on YouTube, and that'll be free, of course. The only thing I ask is that you share it. You know, mm-hmm. if you like it, give it a share. Be like, oh, this shit was pretty cool, or. You know, or or if you don't like it, shut the fuck up. Don't tell people you don't like it. I don't need that negativity out there. God damn it. I'm a father of two now. But uh, Fernandez was on that shit show of St. Patrick's Day episode, and I have got you back here. You famously ended your first episode doing, do you remember when I no. had you on the first one? It was a long one, dude. We we got into some shit. We had a fun <laughs> It was fun, though. Like, nothing negative was said. I don't, probably not. But you ended with the speech from, oh, uh, yeah, from yeah. Independence Day. Yeah. So everyone, go back to listen to that one. The closing minute and a half is you doing the exact monologue that Bill Paxton does in Independence Day, one it's of the greatest movies of all time. a little strange how often I get asked to do that. Because it's so fucking funny, and you nail it. <laughs> you nail it. I had to buy, because I, I couldn't figure Independence out Day on DVD? No, no. <laughs> I had to buy, I wanted to, but I, bu- I got the music from Independence Day. I ended up paying like 99 cents for it. To oh, play the president's speech? Yeah, yeah, so I wanted the, the score. To play underneath as you were doing that, just to give it a little bit. That was the last oh, time I put any the, production oh, right. value into the podcast. Do you have like Spotify or Amazon Music or something? You can just download. Yeah, I, I, I have Amazon Music now. I didn't have it back then. Mm-hmm. Back then, I just used the free shit. So here's my thing with that. You know how they uh, like songs just disappear all of a sudden when you have it. Why? I don't know, but they do. Like, just suddenly, it's like this is no longer available, and I don't get it. They try I, to make me re-log back in, and I'm like, I don't want to fucking sign back in again. <laughs> Alexa, I, don't fuck with me, bitch. I, I, dude, you do can't have, call. Do you have Alexa? Uh, no. Okay, people who have Alexa or Hey Google, you inevitably will just get so frustrated that you will say, Alexa, you're a dumb fucking cunt, mm-hmm. and I hate your life. And, and then she does that thing where she says, that's not nice or whatever. Yeah, they'll be like, that's like, not nice, or yeah. I don't understand that. Remember in college when you did stuff like that, that you thought it was funny to, like, my buddy... Used, you know, this is bad. My buddy, you know that thing that uh, like deaf folks use, and they have a person who says it for them. 
you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah, the audio. You type it, and then the, then the person says, like, you know, are you having a nice day? Okay, like, they, and then you can talk back to the person. Do you know what I'm talking about? I kind of do, yeah, basically. My buddy used that one time to call me and my friend, and just goes, "You're a doo doo head." Is that okay? <laughs> like, just to say that to us. I only was on the receiving end of it, doo-doo and I heads. didn't think it was funny. Really? No. Come on. No, I'm. I was. I was woke back then. I'm woke today. <laughs> woke is funny as hell because. <laughs> On that famous St. Patrick's Day episode of the podcast, Nolan Rafferty, who's also been on the podcast, a uh, good man from Ireland, owns Galway Bay Pub, the best bar in the city of Chicago, he uh, didn't know what the word woke was. And then and, he kept saying he was all day. <laughs> well, after every time he said something terrible, he go, I'm woke, right? Because I'm I'm, remember, so the dude named Nick works there, Nick Flowers, yeah. works at Galway. He comes walking in, and you just hear Nolan go, yo, Black Nick. And we're just like, whoa, dude. And he's like. <laughs> What? There's more than one Nick who works here, and we're like, oh shit, that actually checks out. We're but just so he could used. call the other Nick White Nick. I think he does. Oh, okay. And then there's a Puerto Rican Nick, but they call him Mexican. I made that last part. Okay, up. I, was I don't say. know. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But no, they definitely. I, I think there's more than one Nick. But it would be racist, I guess, if there's Black Nick and then just regular Nick, right? If they're like, no, he's he's just Nick. No, yeah. Or but, if, well, if, what if that Nick had been here longer though? When you're giving out nicknames. Isn't the person? I think. Know, so. Well, I probably the more reasonable thing would be just call him Flowers by his last name, as opposed to skin color Nick. Flowers isn't a good last skin color. <laughs> flowers isn't a good last name to yell out. Yo, yeah, that's flowers. True. That would sounds actually, like you're kind of sending. Yo, Flowers, huh? Your fucking mother pack your lunch. Doesn't like, it seem like that. Like you're sending. What does that mean? Condescending. Like oh, condescending. Like, I was like, yeah, Flowers. <laughs> it's a bad last name. <laughs> ask ask the lead singer of the Killers. Brandon Flowers. Is that his name? Yeah, his last name. And he's also Mormon as shit. Dude, I like the Killers. I do too. They're a great band. I'm just like shocked at how religious. For no reason. Are well, they really they're religious? Those, yeah, they're well, at least Brandon Flowers. He's Mormon as shit. The lead singer of the Killers I is Mormon? Somehow stumbled upon some like YouTube clip. Look of, that shit up, Jamie. Up right <laughs> James, I mean. There's a YouTube clip of him and Richard Dawkins on the same panel somehow. And R- Richard Dawkins starts calling Joseph Smith a charlatan and all this stuff. And Brandon Flowers is like, some people would f- also, yeah, he comes across as a real big puss puss. He's extremely Mormon. Really? Yeah. That's crazy to me how you could be a rock star and having some of the songs that they have. I guess now that I think about some of the lyrics, what's that one song? I've got soul, but I'm not a soldier. That could be kind yeah. of religious. Are we human or are we dancer? Joseph Smith said that. Nah, did he? <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking know anything about Joseph Smith. Joseph Smith also talked like he's like. One of his speeches, he went on the mountain and he goes, I'm coming out of my cage and I've been feeling just fine. Gotta, gotta be down because I want it all. And did then, it uh, start off with a kiss? <laughs> well, and that's, and then he, yeah, and then it ended up like this. Oh, I have five like wives this. now and it's okay. <laughs> what mountain did Joseph Smith come down from, by the way? Something the in Rocky, Nevada. No, the, the, the Salt Lake City. What is, what's the one there? The Rockies probably, It's just right? funny that a religion was founded in Utah or whatever. <laughs> like, yeah. And people were like, yeah, this is this And it's is also it. just so localized there. Yet they say that the Savior's coming back to Missouri, right? Yeah, why did they choose Ozarks? Maybe they went there on vacation once, thought, this is fun. <laughs> they saw the Netflix show. It premiered yeah. back then. <laughs> they got drugs and strip clubs and a cute little diner. It is crazy that just like Utah folks are into it. And their fans, uh, pretty racist. Utah Jazz? Jazz fans, yeah. Are they not? Well, because Mormons also, like up until the 80s, their religion said, I think, that black folks were less... Then white folks, if I'm not mistaken, yeah, want to no look good. that up too? What year? What, I think it was the '80s. There's like Mormon you could look doctrine. up you could look up a Mormon YouTube video that like 
it, I don't even want to describe it because it's like Mormon running for president. Yeah, and they say Mormons against were Obama. Man, yeah, who's Muslim? And they say, <laughs> <laughs> they uh, they say that Mormons, he's not a Kenyan. He just fucks a lot. Yeah, you know. <laughs> they say Mormons wear like this magic underwear, and they don't drink alcohol or caffeine. Yeah, and so it always cracked me up because the Republican Party, and not to get like political, everyone. But they <laughs> famously, their voters said they, they wanted a candidate they could have a beer with. And that was one of the reasons they liked George W. Bush over Gore. Right. But George W. Bush didn't drink anymore because he was recovering alcoholic. Right. So it's like, you want to drink with a guy you can't drink with. And then um, they said the same shit with Romney. And it's like, Romney doesn't drink either. And guess who else doesn't drink? Donald Trump. What? Donald Trump does not drink alcohol, doesn't smoke cigarettes. doesn't do any uh, drugs. Any drugs because he had an older brother who's a drug addict. Yeah. And that's why he looks at it as a weakness. That's what they say, though. Doesn't drink, yeah. orders steaks well done, well, cuts his pizza with a knife and how, fucking fork. How long? But he has to and have drank tough. before, right? No, I don't think so. I think he's always been a back type of guy. Hmm. We got to come up with a fun way to be like, the guy doesn't drink. Not like not like recovering alcoholic because you went through some shit and it was probably the best you didn't drink anymore. I don't know. I, I've got friends who don't drink and it's cool. But if you're one of those dudes like a Trump that kind of acts like you got this macho shit going on and you don't drink and you don't you drink yeah. it just makes you go mm, because yeah. you're the people he um are budweiser guys yeah the yeah. people he's he cultivates that fan base the ones that are like diehard him they're the same people who are like can't trust a man that doesn't drink yeah mm -mm -mm. Mm -hmm. you know and it's like yeah that's that guy yeah and he doesn't he it's, doesn't drink uh he's like I dogs either he's like fucking dogs i just find it there's no way in the 80s you don't do cocaine when you're as famous and rich as he is he you know yeah and everyone thought he was a cokehead because he was always he was sniffing real weird and all that maybe he was sniffing adderall maybe there was a, it was a mohair sweater you know That's much true. like in the episode of seinfeld that is one of my favorite episodes of seinfeld and one of the first time i had the chance to do it because that when that episode uh, of seinfeld where for everyone it's called the sniffing accountant I believe it's season seven, <laughs> season six, season seven of Seinfeld. Check it out. Have you guys seen Seinfeld? You guys now know Seinfeld. Great television show. Wonderful sitcom. You didn't expect a response there, did you? No. Of okay, good. <laughs> I just like to be like, you guys check out this new show, Seinfeld? Pretty good. Hopefully they said yes in the car. Pretty, pretty good. Yeah. So in that episode, Jerry, I guess it's kind of based on a real life thing where Jerry's actual accountant uh, stole a bunch of money from him. Mm. Yeah, it was. And uh, uh, wait, a Seinfeld episode based on something that really happened to him? Get out. What a great concept. <laughs> it's a show about nothing. Actually, it's not about nothing. It's about your fucking lives. I always yeah. fought people on that. They're like, oh, it's a show about nothing. I'm like, it's not nothing. Yeah. Nothing would be them sitting around doing nothing. Yeah. They talked about things. The Chinese restaurant sniff. would be Ever the since you mentioned sniffing, I've been sniffing like crazy. I got like a bug. You ever get like one of those boogers where you're like, how am I going to take this out in a good way? And our, I, and I, our I mic just, arm is, I, mic arm is I honestly will right just now, go so in there. Sucks. You'll just go in there? Should I'll I just, just do use it? my thumb? Yeah, exactly. Like, someone sees that, they get grossed out, go, I'm sorry, I'll wash my hands. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm, I'm hamming it up for the camera now. Okay. So anyway, everybody, the Sniffing Accountant episode, uh, there was a cool scene where Kramer's like doesn't know the guy, but Kramer has some money tied in that he gave to Jared to invest. Is that the same episode Kramer says the N-word or no? Um, I don't know. There were so many. There was just so many that he said that. Maybe it's um, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Yeah, no, it's when she. That would be funny to she see her have Jerry a kike in that episode. Actually, imagine though if Julie Louis Dreyfus was the one at the Laugh Factory. He goes, "Shut up!" Fifty years ago, we had <laughs> the idea of this. Like, she's like such a sweet. Everyone loves her. Yeah, everyone loves her. Just the idea of her. But Michael Richards, everyone loved him. You know. Yeah, that's true. I mean, Julie Louis Dreyfus. Some people might not know if she never acted a day in her life, would still be. Filthy, stinking rich. 
her family, the Dreyfus Corp or something, big oil money, I think. There's something she tied related, into that. James Webb's going to look it up. <laughs> nothing related to Richard, right? No, that'd okay. be cool, though, because that dude's – I like that dude. That dude's all right. Hell of a guy. What about Bob? Huh? Oh, dude, he's incredible yeah, in that. Baby steps. He should have won an Oscar for that. I heard him and Bill Murray hated each other the whole time it was filmed, though. Absolutely hate each other. I'm trying to think. Was Bill – I think at the time, Bill Murray was a dick. There, there was a few movies there where people were like, Bill sucks. Did it take him to like lose his career for a bit and then lost the He did kind of lose his career for a little bit. Lost in tra- You're right. Lost in Translation was his comeback. Sure. Anyway, let me bring back the episode of The Sniffing Account. There's a scene in which Kramer is trying to find out because they, they thought the account was doing drugs because he was sniffing like crazy right. and being real like, ooh, is this guy? This guy's our account. He's got all his money. We don't need this guy being our cokehead. And uh, so Kramer goes in like, you know, the hipster doofus that he is, and he's smoking a cigarette which you could do in bars back then. And what he does is he downs a mug of beer while smoking a cigarette at the same time. And you see the cigarette, like you could tell he's inhaling, doing both. And then when he downs, when he finishes the beer, he burps and the smoke comes out. It's incredible. One of the coolest scenes in any TV show or in anything anywhere. And I remember when I was in high school drinking at a party going, Oh, I'm going to recreate this. And um, I, 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 was, I choked. I choked pretty hard because the beer went down the wrong pipe just coincidentally as I tried to inhale. And it, was, it wasn't – I think I threw up like an hour later. Yeah, of course. It wasn't a good move. It's impressive because also they, there's another take you can find of that where he has the cigarette in the beer. Yeah. And it's so he's drinking ash. Yeah. It's un, it like, you know. He was a credible – watching – that's why I kind of miss DVDs. Netflix killed DVDs. Don't you think? Oh, because you have the special features and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah, and the whole digital stream. I haven't bought a DVD in a really long time. Well, I mean, our friend Jonah Jerkins. I don't know if he's. He was the on the podcast uh, two weeks ago. But I mean, Blu-rays still are around because you know you yeah. can get special features. You can get director's commentary, which generally is boring as fuck. Anytime I've listened to a cast or a director's commentary, they're like, "Oh, this shot was really hard to shoot. It was. Uh, it was raining." Yeah, and then I, the I, scene happens, and you're like, some right. of them are cool though. I, I've seen some that I actually really appreciate and got something out of. But I remember it used to be a whole thing. You're right; the people still sell Blu-rays, but I just don't feel like it's as that no, industry's definitely taking a hit. Same with Blockbuster, though. You know? Yeah, I want to get up. Someone I saw like a on eBay like a Blockbuster T-shirt someone was selling, and I'm like, oh, that'd be a cool fucking little thing to have. So I don't know. Do you feel this way that you also like make it a Blockbuster night or something? Make block make Blockbuster great again. Yeah. Mbga. Um, do you miss going to like video stores? Because I definitely thought that was like a fun experience over the week, like on a Friday or something. You go and you look around. You kind of I do miss that. I used to buy the four for twenty used DVDs. I'd always do. Blockbuster would sell like used DVDs. Oh, I didn't know they sold. Maybe I didn't. They did in their later years. I don't know if I don't know if you were you were living at the time if it was like a Houston thing, but in in the Chicago area. Do you remember this, James? When Blockbuster had their previously viewed. And you could get like three for fifteen yeah. or four, depending how good they were. Yeah. The really shit ones would be like you know get five for twenty bucks, but if they were like better, it'd be like two for ten. If okay. like just came out, you know. I'd always buy those because my and every time I remember my wife being like, because this is when we were just dating. Like in high school, we'd go to Blockbuster and take forever to pick out a movie. Yeah. And she's like, "What? You haven't seen a couple of these movies? Why are you buying them?" I go, "Because if I rent them, it's like four bucks. I could buy it as part of this deal, which comes out to about five or six bucks or whatever the fuck it is." And I get to own it forever. So even if it sucks, I still own it. Yeah. So even then, I knew renting is for suckers. <laughs> okay, everybody, p- save up money for a down payment and get your shit together now. Um, but yeah, I do no kind of miss. Ever... There was something tangible about getting excited because you're walking up and down aisles. You know, yeah. they had other stuff there. And also, you know? it's a way of like finding movies that you're like, oh, what's this about? This is- oh, and then they had like sections like the classics, this and that. Whereas you know, you kind of just go online, but there's so much content as opposed to it was a limited selection in there. Um. The new releases. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, some staff pick, you know? 
Oh yeah, Seinfeld episode about that. Yeah, you know, you got like some nerd. And I don't like that show. To be perfectly honest, you don't like Seinfeld. It's fine. I do watch it out of like. <laughs> I watch it because I remember watching it with my family growing up, or whatever. But it wasn't. I don't know. It wasn't something that. When I watch it now, I'm like. <sighs> I prefer like Cheers or All in the Family, you know. And I get that those Seinfeld, are both great shows, but I yeah. don't know why you can't like them all. I don't I think, know what. I think I need some kind of dramatic drive involved in a comedy show if I'm watching it. Like the the what office. What the fuck was the dramatic drive in All in the Family? It wasn't like an arc. What? No, what was the dramatic drive in All in the Family? Archie Bunker constantly was dealing with like racist shit going on or his own like racism. That was just his... life in the seventies, son. You know what I mean? So that was a show. You had to worry not- about people moving on your block and ruining your property value. Yeah. Again, if you you rent or something, like the Jeffersons. This shit. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was such a dude all in the family for real though. I mean, what a great show. Uh, and you're right, he was dealing with some stuff. But there are so many lines on that There's show. There's an that- episode where a guy tries to rape Edith. Yeah, and there was one where they broke him with a gun too. Remember? Yeah. Yeah, there was some serious episodes. And Archie Bunker confronted some Klansmen one time. He and his son-in-law was a Polak. He had to deal with that every day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, that was true. Um, you know, at the end of the day, though, Archie represented a part of America where it's like, oh, you're new. We're going to make fun of you. And well, I think like I'm you, better. But at the end of the day, I don't think. Remember? You're, you're ignorant, but you, he, you're not, like, going to hurt anyone. Yes. You're just kind of not smart, and you kind of have a little bit of, like. Like, my dad loved that show because I think also growing up in Queens, he had met people like that. Who would be like, oh, Cuban, so you like uh, Mex or your Mex, yeah, you know, like well, that part. There was that history of America there where I think Colin Quinn has a thing on Netflix called like his new Colin Quinn's New York story or a New York story where he just talks about how like, oh, this part of New York was these people. And, yeah. You know, there was such a big wave of immigrants there where everyone had their little section of the city and you banded together because if you're new to a place, you're going to want to hang out with the people who are like you that just makes sense i right? feel like new york 1960s and 70s was like the peak of ball busting like yeah. people would say anything to each other but they knew that they were fucking around so it was fine does that make sense no totally and i missed that a little bit i had uh brent ernst on the podcast and he talked about it was like oh yeah that guy's the dago that guy's the mexican that guy's the kraut that guy's the mick that guy's the the jew that guy's the this keep going but, and it was I, I, oh my god there's so much more um and that was just kind of like your way of th- this is america everyone has roots you know somewhere else essentially even if you were born here you we know by the last name yeah whenever i meet europeans and they go why is it that this guy says he's a quarter french and a quarter italian and half german why don't you guys just say you're american i go what's an american last name Th- there isn't one yeah you know Closest I mean? would be like an English last name, like Smith or Johnson. Or sure, but even but still, those are well, Johnson Swedish because the son. I think oh, most is of, it really? A lot of names oh. are son, although some are Eng- Anglicized. Johnson's probably son of John. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, they're all names that come from other shit. There's no real unless it's Native American. But who the fuck counts? Them? Also, no. dude, <laughs> how like it's weird because I think Native Americans by far have had the worst shake of anyone on the history. Of the oh, history. yeah. It's pretty also, brutal. the fact that their name is Native American, like, yeah, you're home to our land now. Like, you know what I mean? There's something about that that's like, like, it's it, like um, Aaron Weaver, everyone, a great comic, has a joke where he's like organic food or don't you mean food? Like, why are you putting organic in front of the word? That implies everything else is fake. Yeah. It's like, no, they're Americans, and the rest of us should have a name. Right. But they're not even Americans because it's like this is whatever they wanted, you know. Yeah, they didn't call it America. They just called it land. Yeah. <laughs> it's their <laughs> land. But, like, that, what's crazy, uh, Hank Thompson, former Chicago comic, brought this point up that it's like because we were lo- they were looking for India, they're Indians. But if they'd been looking for Japan, we'd have been like, oh, the Japanese are here. And they yeah. would be, it'd be called, you'd be playing cowboys and Japanese growing up. 
<laughs> like I think I would like that a lot better. Yeah, <laughs> I know. <right? laughs> um, but that's just crazy. Like I don't know. Just it's probably the. Is this a weird thing to say? It's probably the closest thing to a successful genocide the whole entire Western Hemisphere. Oh no! Well, the, right. Well, I no, mean, in what? our hemisphere, yes. I was going to say, dude, in European and in African, no, and no, all those but other in terms continents, of s- there have been successful genocides in other continents. I'm just trying to think. Well, I don't know. Maybe and not to even stick up. James, for North look America. up. Look up every genocide. Up, ever. We're just giving him so many things to look up. But then also put rainbow and see what happens. Yeah. So see if there's like a happy spin that someone put on it. You know. Yeah. But I think with the American culture thing of why we always identify as other things, I think a lot of it does come down to the last name because there's such a wave of immigrants coming in that people don't even realize now that that wave has really slowed down in a lot of ways. Yeah, well, and hopefully even more so once we build that fence. Thank God, man. Let's, let's, get, let's get a force <laughs> It'd be great too, if, huh? it was a, if it was a big picket fence instead of a wall, you know? And Huck Finn and Tom Sawyer are painting it, but also fighting off anyone who tries to get in. Have we tried putting up signs that just say you're not welcome? Maybe that'll save us a lot of money. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, I don't even understand how half the stuff works. Like in terms of he was going to put tariffs on Mexico, and then that didn't happen. Or I don't like I don't. At this he's point, just ta- I'm just he's talking out of his ass. I've stopped following the news for a while now. Uh, you're probably happier because of it. Yeah, it's not good, and it's oh, everything's over. Like um, <laughs> they just try to sensationalize shit. I've I've gone over this a million times, but. I didn't talk about this. A Memorial Day weekend is always known as a really bloody weekend in the city of Chicago. Oh, yeah. First weekend, the weather's nice. Just an extra day. <laughs> right. That inspires you more to kill. More people get together. Therefore, more chances. You might be like, you know what? Fuck you and fuck your potato salad. Like, you know, and they, people shoot each other. And um, But this year, it was murders were down. And they've been down the previous five Memorial Days, but the news didn't cover them that way. And oh, I right. Saw, I saw people on Facebook reacting to the news where it's like, this is insane. 37 people. Oh, my God. 37 people were shot. This is crazy. Like, yeah, but three died. And the year before, it was 49 shot and 19 died and blah, 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 blah. It was, oh, the numbers were, the numbers are going down and not only just people who were shot and people who were died. Because um, some people said, like, oh, the murder rate was higher back in the day because, you know, hospitals weren't as equipped to handle it. But now the hospitals are so good. That's why the actual number of murders is lower than saying, right. you know, anyway. But. It is crazy, though, that we're like, hey, fucking A, 37 people were shot. This is good stuff. Like, that's how normal, like, it's, like, normal to us. Because like, I remember arguing with someone about gun stuff, and they were like, you know, it's not the amount of mass killings that happen. You're thinking of mass shootings. I'm like, yeah, right, because one died and three got injured. You're like, oh, that's not a big deal. Like, that, yeah. if someone lost their arm <laughs> and also got shot, like, they, you know, it's just great. Like, if one person dies and ten get shot, and other people are just there. They're traumatized forever. If a balloon pops, I'm sure they freak out. You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's oh, totally. Um, someone had a tweet about uh, what the fuck was it? A service. Someone who served in the army had shared it, so it wasn't like just some guy being wise ass. Uh, like the U.S. Army had a tweet that said, "What has serving done for you?" Excuse me, give me a second. I gotta sneeze. Talk, Joe, so it's not dead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I know. I just didn't realize a sneeze would take that long. I thought it'd be I, a quick little I thought it would be shoot. quick, too, but it, hold on. I'll wait for it. Actually, it might have just gone away. I'm sorry. I, I, I just, it was a fleeting sneeze. I had the sensation, and now it's gone. I had the same thing happen with erections. Oh, that's so Goes sweet. up, goes back down. I still I, try and shove it in. When I come, I call it a dick sneeze. <laughs> you still try to shove it yeah, in? Yeah. I call it, the ladies call me floppy lasagna noodle jokes. <laughs> floppy lasagna. What is yeah, I think that's what they call me. I don't know. The nickname. <laughs> Who listens to women anyway? Right? That too. Yeah. They're so long. Even with nicknames. Yeah. Too I mean, I details. believe I believe them because I know it's true. Because I try and fuck with a floppy dick, so I believe. At it. least there's effort. Yeah. At least you try. But and if it gets in there, 
And if it, it comes, oh, it counts. Yeah, that's another. You just another notch in your bedpost. What if you could come with a flaccid dick? Would that be impressive, or would it just be kind of like, how come you can do sad that? Sad as hell. It'd be, it'd be <laughs> impressive and sad. I'd be impressed. I'd be, that that'd be the circus act I would want to be because you wouldn't have to do much. Like well, having a balance on a tightrope, that's too much work. But trying to come out of a floppy dick. What's harder, balancing on a yeah. top rope or coming out of a floppy dick? If someone put a gun to my head, I'd probably cross that tightrope a lot quicker than I would coming out of a floppy <laughs> dick. Oh, man. There's got to be a way. I don't know. I'm going to figure it out and do it. All right. I'd like a rebounce Tell you what, floppy dick talk to Here's the problem with the government. <laughs> one month, I will come back here, and I, on camera, will come out of a floppy dick. That's where it's sneaky. Because you could just be like, and I'll lose my dick house, and you're like, oh, man, it's shooting at me, you know? Because <laughs> if someone pulls out a hard dick, like, at a party, thinking they're being funny, you'd be like, dude, what the fuck, man? You'd back away. If they take out, a, like, a fl- like a flaccid dick, you'd be like, dude, come on, put the other way. Yeah. But if, because you want to, like, move away. It's weird. a hard dick could shoot at any time. It's like a, it's a loaded gun, literally, yeah. you know? Well, there were so many mass comings last month. On Memorial Day weekend, that's the most mass comings in Chicago. <laughs> so many that I've already forgotten about. But only about three it. people got come on their face, but 37 people still got came on. It was like, you know, Silver lining, butt, tits, you know? pussy, whatever. But like three people had Where's come on their favorite, face. What's your favorite body part to come on? <laughs> you know what? Hamstring. <laughs> Hamstring. Flip it over. Put it there. <laughs> I got to snort out of Jake. Yeah, man. Do you want me to say mine? Yeah. I like to come... Um, like on the back of uh, the the woman's knee, and then shut it. You know, it, it's like it's all sticky. You know. So what? So she can't walk for a day or something? Like just just so the next day when it's, it crosses over, she remembers the good time she had the night before. No, oh, so it's for it's like a keepsake. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I sometimes yeah, I'll I'll come. I'll what I'll do is I'll take a like a picture they have that's framed, and like you know their family take that out, come inside that, so that way they can forever look at my gum. That's pretty good. Yeah, no, it's so they can remember me. It's a there's a that's a cut scene from Casablanca too. See, Humphrey Bogart that's says, why we we'll, missed the DVD goes, director commentary, man. He goes, we'll always have Paris, and then he comes in a, a picture. And is that the, oh yeah, that's in the kind of Casablanca. We'll always have Paris. We'll always have Paris. Then they cheers, and then he goes. Of Do all you the, know who co-wrote Casablanca? Uh, the Epstein brothers are yeah. fucking Theo Epstein's. Theo like, Epstein's dad and, yeah. and uncle, and our no, grandfather, well, grandfather and great right, uncle. Yeah. yeah, not his dad. Talk about a great uncle. He wrote Casablanca. You know? Pretty great. It's a good dude right there. Dude, man. I'll tell you this. I thought that was another pause for a sneeze that may or may not. I honestly, for a split second, I thought it was coming. <laughs> uh, what the fuck were we talking about two seconds ago, though? We were um, coming on stuff that we're you were talking about. Genocide. And then coming. <laughs> Is genocide, genocide the opposite always, of coming? You know, well, I mean, I guess it's reducing the population. Yeah, there probably wasn't a lot of sex during like, the Holocaust. Yeah, what? you know what? I'm not no. being. No, he, is that is, offensive? I wasn't meaning to be offensive. This is a road we should go down. How much fucking <laughs> happened in the. <laughs> How much sex was had? There's a play called Bent, actually, that's, that's about. That's what they call concentration camps. Really to concentrate. To, to fuck. All right. <laughs> what do you think they called it that? Oh, man. What? Dude, it's because it's I'm tired. This is becoming a different podcast. This just all... in Joe Kilgallen is canceled. Um, also, this just in, Young Sheldon is canceled, baby. What? Yeah, how crazy they is that? cut Young Sheldon? I like the that's idea. That's better than me being what canceled. Is, I, I just want to do that. If I, and I don't watch TV Everyone anymore. Everyone knows I'm kidding, by the way. Come what? On. Yeah. People know I'm kidding. Right? Um, you guys, look, I'll look in the camera and apologize to all my um, Jewish listeners. Although Jewish people would find it the most funny. You know who's offended? The white women watching at home. You're always fucking offended. Stop being offended all the time. Okay? Read a book. Go for a walk. Hydrate. You won't be offended for other people. 
How annoying is that? Wouldn't you be mad? You're a Fernandez. How'd you like if they were like, hey, I'm really sorry that they, you know, were fucking not nice to you for a little bit there and they wore a sombrero and they're, they're culture appropriating your culture. Wouldn't you be like, get, get a fucking clue? There's a bit I actually only did it once at an open mic drunk because Casey Lerwood has a bit about how she was wearing a shirt called homo that said homo estas, a gay pride, and someone accused her of cultural appropriation. I went up after her being like, was it a white person? And she was like, yeah. And I'm like, yeah, uh, uh, that's here's why my dad wouldn't be offended. Also, for I mean, he's Cuban, so obviously. But like, if someone was, you know, why oh, isn't when I hear the word Cuban, I think of the mask. My name is Cuban Pete. Uh, da, 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 I don't even remember da, da, that da. scene. There's a Cuban scene where, or the mask he sings, uh, uh the Cuban. He's like boom, chicka, bum, 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 chicka, bum, bum. That's good. It's a good movie. Have you, you never seen the mask? No, I have, but I still. All right, well, you, you know, you forgot your Cuban culture. If you well, did, a, if you did an Irish jig during it, I bet you'd remember. Let's put it on right now. Do we watch the mask? Uh, <laughs> James, yeah. James, could you cue up the mask I'll on this mask. TV right here? Um, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead though. No, your no. Dad. Well, he was just saying, like I. So the I by the way, your dad, handsome man. Are you joking? I would have sex with your dad. I can't tell if you're being serious or not. Excuse me. Pull up a picture of my dad and put it in front of the camera. <laughs> no, I'm joking about you. You make jokes about fucking your own dad. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, it's, oh, man. It's you. The Father's Day card I got him, I wrote in it today. <laughs> oh, my God. What did you write in your dad's Father's I, Day card? It's always some. So the one that – so today was – I got him a Father's Day card, but it was for a husband, and it says, like, you know what we celebrate Father's Day? Because you couldn't keep your hands to yourself. Just saying. And I put – uh, you know, we saw you. You and I have been having sex for five years. Just saying, and then I go happy Father's Day. <laughs> oh, he must be so proud. Yeah, dude. But uh, oh fuck. Um, while you think of that, uh, Nolan Rafferty messaged us saying David Allen Coe was a Mormon. All right, fun fact. Nolan. David Allen Coe. Um, who's that? I don't. David Allen Coe. Who is David Allen Coe? Singer, right? Sure. I don't know. All right. That was just a famous pedophile. Probably. Go ahead. With, <laughs> okay. Uh, he sounds familiar then. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. David <laughs> Allen Greer. I have his rookie card. Yeah, I've heard his yeah. stuff. He's good. I have his rookie card, David Allen Coe. Oh, uh, yeah. Pedo- the, the pedophile trading. Um, so, <laughs> you know, Sandusky's obviously the one you want. But <laughs> so, um, who accused, so, so Casey Larwood did a joke about having that shirt and someone accused her yeah, of and so then, So then I just decided to tell, like, I was like, I'll tell you why my dad wouldn't care about that because uh, he saw people get their heads cut off during the revolution. Yeah. So, like, to pe- that's why I've always thought about this. So, like, people... People from like the Middle East or like uh, you know South America, Latin America who come here, they're willing to work shitty jobs because they've been through way worse. Like, you know, they work at a convenience store because they're like, this is way better than worrying about someone in my family getting murdered. Whereas, like, you know, the I don't know if it, I don't know what the term would be. Like, they have perspective. Just, they appreciate right. stuff more. I always used and to- they don't care about like. Uh, someone called they're just like I'm just happy to not be in a threatening situation right now like that's what my dad like I and I told the story of my dad <laughs> so um I think they went on a road trip to Florida or something they went to the south but they didn't realize how racist it was my aunt's black you know so like they went down there and they were my aunt was forced to like wait in the car at a restaurant because they wouldn't let her into it that's always something I find funny too is that Cubans are like the only like Latino people that Americans are okay with because it pissed off a rival government. Like, that's, yeah. you know what I mean? Because it pissed off Castro, and they were like, we'll take your people, and then he got mad. That's why he cut off people being able to leave. My dad's still on a traitor's list. Anyone who left is so now. Yeah, he can never go back to Cuba. Yeah, that's why he can't go back. All right. Does that, that piss him off? I think I think there was, like, a store he liked to go to when he was growing up that he'd like to see again. You know, it's like this I wonder if I were little... banned from Chicago, what would I miss the most? Yeah, but when you're nine years old, too, like, how much would you even remember of it? 
Yeah. I heard they still have all the – if you go to Cuba right now, it's still all these old cars from yeah, before the embargo. <laughs> like, all these 50s cars that, from the 50s that they just took good care of. That's why it's so – it's annoying how much people will, like, talk about Castro or, like, Che Guevara's heroes. It's like, all right, well, they fucking executed people in a brutal fashion. Who thinks and, like, Castro's a hero? There are people – because he's people to America. Che Guevara, I get it. Oh, okay. Whatever. <laughs> I don't know, man. Like – Hip little Harvard students. Because they talk about American imperialism during lunch. Because uh, Joe and in I the both, country they live in, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> it's like I like how people t- like there are those those type of Americans would be like American are imperialistic ways are the same people who wear a Union Jack on their fucking shirt. Like, oh, you didn't re- realize where we picked up imperialism from the fucking British. Right, you didn't right. know that we took that from them. Like the sun never set on the British Empire was once a slogan because it was fucking true. Right. The English had so much they colonized so much shit around the planet. That literally the sun never set on their empire. Right. And those are the same people who were like, think, oh, the UK, fuck yeah, I'd love to go to London for a summer. But also don't And then they live hate a- on the country they live in now, America. I guess it's just one of those things that, like, don't. And I'm don't- not knocking. Look, I love British. I, there's tons of English people I get along with great. I'm not knocking them, but I do think find it funny if you're an American who trashes us for imperialism, but then ignores the imperialistic history of the UK. Right. Right? I don't know. No, I mean, I like, of course, America's done horrific shit abroad, but it's one of those things where it's like everyone has, right? Every, yeah, I mean, like, Ga- yeah. like Genghis Khan, but no one ever talks about straight Mongolian men being the problem. Yeah. Because, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, he's like the worst of everyone. See, I like that you're you know not, what I'm saying? You can like, say this because, see, James, this is great because James and I will talk about some stuff like this, but it's like, oh, we're both white dudes, you know? Joe is Hispanic. <laughs> Half, but still. And then half Irish. And half Irish. They're the good half. No. Can- cancels it. Yeah. <laughs> but fucking dude. It, it, Ed, um, Joe and I were both on set today. We both uh, were part of a commercial shoot. Your name is Joe. Oh, I think you said Jonah, and I was like, oh. No, Joe and yeah. I. Oh, I can see how you thought Jonah. Yeah. Joe and I, Jonah. And I talk fast. I get that. So, but during lunch, I ended up in a conversation. There was uh, a woman. She was really nice and stuff like that. But they were talking about, like, the history of the United States and the fact that the history, like the country started in such an, uh, an under, you know, slavery and there was bad shit going on and all that. So was it ever really good? Yeah. Yeah. Something, you know, starts in such a negative spot. And then I just kind of was like, well, you know, I, I get that. I totally get that. And America could always be better. And there are things that clearly we need to work on. I still think comparatively speaking, we're a great country. And I don't know, great's a bad. I don't like using the word great for anything. Especially, oh, well, also because of who uses it now. Yeah, exactly. That's true. It really did sour the word. We're still a very good country, and I still think the ideals are there. But obviously there's, a, you know, corporate interest, and there's all these the powers that be that control shit and fuck over people, which is bad. But my greater point was this. Yesterday, there was a country in the middle of, I can't remember, an African nation yesterday just finally made it so that you could be gay. That's no longer illegal. There are several countries around the Ugh. world where just being gay is against the law, you know, yeah. and like uh, totally that dude, yeah. Andrew Schultz, who uh, Webb and I have given a lot of respect to on this podcast is comic out of New York. Who was uh, Botswana? By the way. It was Botswana who did it. Thank you. He talked about he's got a show called uh, I think it's called Inside Jokes or something. It's on his YouTube channel. And uh, he, he's got other comics on and they all try to work out their most offensive joke and figure out why it has why it doesn't work. God damn, I should go on that. You should. Oh, yeah, you've God. got some you've got some good ones there. <laughs> You'd be perfect for that. And uh, he talked about how they're always saying um, the white male patriarchy is so evil. And he goes, yeah, but the white male patriarchy is like the best of all the patriarchies. 
And the whole joke being like, yeah, like the white male patriarchy in America might make it want, we want to make it, they might make, I'm sorry, I can't speak. They, meaning like whatever powers that be, want to make it harder for you to get an abortion, but we don't want to cut your clit off. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I see what you're saying. That's what he means. Like, of all the patriarchies, the European white model is better than a lot of the other ones. Like, everyone always talks about how shitty we are to women. This isn't me trashing other countries, by the way. I know you're giving me a look like this. (laughs) I'm not being racist. I'm not doing anything. I'm just saying that, culturally speaking, we get trashed a lot. By the way, I was just getting horny. That's all. That's what it was? Sweet. All right. Well, I thought thought you were getting a little fidgety there. Um, I just thought perspective-wise. And we were talking about immigrants. I've never met an immigrant I didn't like. I I really mean that. Um, Even the ones, even grade school kids that were my age, most of them were pretty cool. Some of them were smelly assholes, but most of them were pretty cool. Smelly? Dude, I went to a Chicago public grade school that had like half the kids were immigrants that graduated from the school. And uh, my eighth grade graduate class list, I think almost half were immigrants. And uh, I would trade... Give me more immigrants and get rid of these fourth and fifth generation Americans who don't appreciate shit. No, right. Or entitled or lazy or um, just like just think they know shit or always complaining about other things that um, I don't know. I, I like the idea of people being more aware nowadays. That's great. I think that's the you know, when I hear people who are against the Me Too movement, I'm like, no, the Me Too movement's great because it's shining a light on these assholes like we shouldn't want rapists should be in jail. Yeah. We should all want that. You know, speaking of a but jokes- then there's the woman who complains about a guy who then there's someone who says, oh, well, the, you know, the 95-year-old man at my diner grabbed my ass once. Let's cancel him, too. It's like that's not the same as what these oh. w- real women went through with real problems. Right. You know? Okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I've thought about – there are two aspects of it. One is that I want – in terms of the offensive joke thing, I have one bit that I've always wanted to do, but it, it's just so hard to work it where it's like – I like the Me Too movement because hopefully we get rid of all the dudes who are awful in terms of sexual assault because it'll make it easier so bad to have a one night stand because then they don't have to like figure out if you're a monster or not. Like all us dudes who are not monsters should be in favor of that because it's like yeah, I mean, pretty much if you're That's trying not that to meet bad. someone, you're just trying to say it makes it uh, women be. If we but then of, it's like also it's like oh, so you're guys. just trying to fuck us, you know, to, like that kind of thing. But it's, no, but it's a good thing now. Women, I dude, you talk to women. Women want to fuck and then not see you again the next day. I but, I've always they're more and more thought that too, but uh, like, not, not a lot of some them, t- more and more <laughs> coming out. Well, no, but that's also the shaming of like women shouldn't like not being a lot like that's not supposed to be what they're about. I guess or, like it's not ladylike, I guess is quote unquote. But like the whole point being that it's like if we I get rid of those monsters. Them. You don't have to like convince someone. Hey, I, by the way, I seriously want to have consensual sex with you. And if you don't want to, that's fine. But like that, that but it's like they don't know because that's something that one of those murderous fucks would say also you know what yeah. I mean? so if we get rid of all those dudes then it'll be a little more open and free to have sex if you want to have sex or not i like the thought process of get rid of the bad people so i could do something that you might consider bad but you'll trust me enough because the bad the real bad guys are good. right or I, that's the weird way to try and like get it no to i like any sense. i'm a big fan of any kind of process of elimination type style of thinking i remember um I was at a party. This is like probably about five or six years ago now. And my one friend was like, "I don't know. We got." I will say by the way, it's tongue in cheek. Like it's. Oh it's, no! Yeah, of that, I mean that's dude. why it's like. Yeah, it's of course it is. It's yeah. annoying when people don't realize you're being tongue in cheek. Yeah. I did, I've been. I've done this joke twice. One time it did well, except for one person didn't like it, and I had to deal with them kind of as like a heckler. And then I did it on um, Friday night in Crown Point, Indiana, and it 
did really bad with the women who were mothers, but the women in the crowd who weren't mothers thought it was funny. The whole joke was about like sucks you have to, after a woman gives birth you have to wait like six weeks to have sex again is that true yeah yeah oh, okay it's like doctors recommend they you just had a baby come out nine of out you. of ten doctors say don't fuck after your don't yes do not fuck and choo try tried it um <laughs> but I, my whole joke was about like by the way that weeks, one doctor is bullshit is... like you know just obviously I'm, I'm i thought i was being obviously over the top about it and they were just like nope did not like that joke but the, a couple of the women actually the first time ever audience members gave me decent advice because they were like, maybe try it a little bit later. Because you did that like the what, oh, second Oh, yeah, joke no. In. It matters like, oh, when you do affair. it. That, yeah. No, that is, was the first time I ever got good advice from an audience member. And I knew the advice. And again, it was only the second time I did it. I thought it was just fun to go from, oh, we just had the baby and then here's something. And I thought I was being so obviously tongue-in-cheek about it. But, you know, it's hard yeah. to read from some people. Or they hear the thing that pisses them off and they're like, eh, I'm already mad. I don't care how what you handle the rest of this it's weird because i was thinking about this today that like i have a hard time selling some of my jokes especially in terms of like be, being a dude who sleeps around or whatever because people look at me and like think i'm a douchebag as soon as i walk on stage first of all and i'm sure you deal with that too you know what i mean like, i deal with that i don't know how you deal with that why do people think that about you i don't know i've heard that for there's like an audience member who used to go no, i mean to, you're a good looking guy but you're you're, you're but if you talk about you if don't you, dress in any i know way that, that, I, <laughs> no i but, dress in a way where people are like fuck this guy what are you wearing a parka what are you right, doing you know but <laughs> There's something wrong with wearing a parka. I think parkas are great, you know? Yeah. I took that from my – that's style from uh, Ireland and the U.K., my British friends. So. Yeah. I trashed you guys for imperialism earlier. Like your fashion, though. <laughs> uh, that's – hey, way to recover. Way to recover. But, um, yes, you deal with that, too? I didn't think you do. No, I know I, I deal mean, with it. Jonah deals with it. I've had people come up to me and tell me – and this like, fellow comics who are like, you know when you talk about that, it sounds like either braggy or douchey or whatever. And it's like I try and put it in a way – I try and put jokes in a way that it's like – I talk about how I don't like the way I look, and then on top of which, like, I try and make it be like, look, I'm not saying this. I'm saying this because I used to sleep around out of, like, a sad, lonely place, but I don't think – audience members still don't see it that way or whatever. I remember – but an audience member who used to go to camp a lot, he – Camp, everyone's a show on Monday nights in Chicago. Yeah, he used to <laughs> – he used to go to concentration camp a lot yeah. to bring it all back. There was an open mic there. <laughs> yeah. There probably was, though. It's... Come on, all those Jewish people in one place. You know it, man. There's so much talent there. Oh, that's the saddest part about the Holocaust. All these great comedians that we lost. You know? I think about it a lot. <laughs> oh, man. Me and James are letting you sit in it. But it's, oh, it's not. I was hamming it up by looking at the camera like this. Is, <laughs> it's a joke. Come on. Yeah, I know. My, I agree. My Jewish friends were talking to I'll tell you, funny. if the cameras weren't on and these microphones weren't on, I'd have been on board. Dude, the funniest people <laughs> I think are. <laughs> You're like sliding out of the camera as I say this shit. <laughs> No, th what if I said that we lost a lot of great comedians in the Holocaust? Look, obviously there's so much more tragedy there to that, but you have to take, you have to, like when Jonah Jerkins was on two what podcasts ago, the he was ones... talking about growing up with heroin addicted parents. Yeah. We were making jokes along the way. Yeah. You have to find funny and horrible shit, and this that's is... what we have to do as comedians. That's our job. Do you think there was like a symbol for comics also? Like Jewish comics? Oh, so it, was like it was like a microphone. <laughs> it was like a microphone. Wrapped um, in Star of David. What were we just talking about though? Right before that, this is the oh, problem. I'm with sorry, getting... uh, we were talking about. Um... Oh, going. So there's a dude who used to go to camp a lot. Oh yeah, and yeah. I, I guess like he had seen me the first time, and he came. So he came to some show at Laugh Factory. That was like a roast show. I was up against Alex Clay's, and I did a couple bits about him having cancer, and the audience wasn't on board sorry. for it at all. Yet I doubled down and kept doing cancer bits the whole time, and then eventually went, "What do you guys know? Someone who died of cancer?" <laughs> 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 but, but. 
I, like the audience was really taking exception to it, and I, I get it, but it's also like we're on a roast show, and I know this guy. I'm joking about his having cancer. It's not like I'm saying like all cancer patients. My aunt died of breast cancer. Like everyone knows someone yeah, who died of I, cancer. Exactly, like it's yes. not. It's not like I'm coming from a frame of reference of just like what is is it a bad disease? Death and is disease it like are hard to make foot? fun of. I understand. <laughs> like I mean. Obviously, everyone knows that kind of shit. So uh, afterwards, though, this guy who had gone to camp, actually, one guy came up to me that was a stranger, and he goes, yo, your cancer shit was on point. So apparently a couple people who liked it. Um, That's I don't know if the I, guy you sign up for your cult. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no, this, dude, it's This fun, other yeah. dude came up, though, who's like, oh, I, I like Samantha Berkman was on the show, too, and she's like, this guy said you were his favorite set. And he's like, yeah, I saw it a couple times at camp, and initially I thought this guy's a douchebag. And the more I saw it, the more I got it. But, like, initially I think – People just I think people think and I, I, I had think people, people say, think "Hey, also, I hated you when I first met you, and then I thought you were a frat boy." People said, "Yeah, it's and funny because I, I it was not in a frat, and I they're yeah. couldn't get into a four year university. They don't have a frat, and uh, and then and also while, it's hard to come on a cookie when other guys are trying to do it too, and then eat it if you're the last one who does it. You know, dude, I'm coming limp, son. I know why I admit it, but I could do that trick. I could do it. No. But yeah, I mean, it was one of those things where it's like weird. Because you try and figure out a way to present yourself. Like, you know, there are some comics, like, actually, McLaughlin and McMahon are two guys who are really good at immediately letting the audience know who they are. And it gives them that leeway to go a little darker and, and yeah. more, like, they know they're being tongue-in-cheek. Um, so it's just weird. It's trying to figure out that, navigating that to let them know, like, hey, I, I'm, this, a lot of this I don't actually, I'm being facetious. Like, I'm joking. There's always you know. going to be some things with certain audiences, though. Like Bill Burr, it cracks me up to me that when he starts in on a joke about women or about like population control or whatever, you'll hear the audience still recoil. Where I'm like, the guy has been doing this shit for seven albums or yeah. seven hours of specials and whatnot and appearances on all these shows. How are you still surprised about his takes on this? Yeah. Well, Which but is, I mean, is that a comedy club or is it? I, I just feel like his audience is in general. Maybe it's not always his audience, but I, they. I don't know. I feel like he's established enough where he does Conan a lot where he just sits on the couch, but he's basically doing his, his act, yeah. his act in, a, in a way. It's not like Comics Unleashed, but, you know, he's basically setting up his thoughts, right? It's weird, though. I think you'll agree with this. He has a bit that's so accurate about Tom Brady where it's like if he gets out of the pocket, you're like, I could I could take this guy because yeah. he is not mobile. But like that, he talks about the Falcons Super Bowl where when he had, threw that pick six and he went to go for the guy, he's like, it looked like someone threw a dead body out of a car. Yeah. And it's the most accurate description of that play. Cause it, that like looked like, oh, this is the end of the Patriots, right? That's like the signifying play. That's the end of their dynasty. And I remember that night I had a show at Laugh Factory and I was like, oh, it's 28 to three. So it doesn't matter, I guess. And of course, I've always, the only thing I've ever wanted to see was a Super Bowl go to overtime. And of course, while I'm, you know, doing the roast of Kanye West. That's what <laughs> that's what you guys doing. Yeah, that it night? was a fun show, though. I will say it was a great time. It's a good but, Super Bowl too. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. I've I've had it where you have to. It's hard to establish yourself in one sentence. Like I have a joke on the album's called "Can't Complain," and I have a joke that's the track title's called "Can't Complain." And I notice a lot of comedians. If you watch late night sets, especially everybody, you comedy fans listening to the podcast. So many of them, the comic's opening joke is some sort of self-deprecating joke yeah. that initially tells you what something about them. Um, all of them. You know what I mean? I'll, a couple examples. I mean, I was Shane Carmel. Ian Carmel, nice guy. I've met him a few times. Funny dude. I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not knocking any of these people. He's got an opening joke. My name's Ian Carmel. I sound like a, like a British chocolate thief. 
Yeah. There you go. Shane Torres opens up saying, you know, I look like uh, Native American meatloaf or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, um, Megan Gailey is one of my best friends. You know, a good friend of yours, too. Yeah. She talked about Megan being a dumb white girl name. So it's either about their their appearance, their name, or their background. I'm half this, half that. John right. Roy, I'm 40 years old. I wear hoodies. Like, I'm what kind of dork am I? Um, so many of them. Ron Funches, I got this funny voice. Like, yeah. it's all that. So when you're incredibly handsome men like we are, <laughs> but that's what's what cr- are we going to make fun of? So that's know? the thing that's crazy is that it's like, that's why I try and talk about, because like, this sounds weird to talk about, but like, I don't like the way I look at all, right? So it's weird. Come here, I'm going to kiss you right now. I'm going to give you a kiss on the mouth. Um, get, get across wh- the table. Uh, what are you, Joe Biden? And I'm Lucy Flores. <laughs> Sniff my hair, bitch. Um <laughs> Oh, that's something we were talking about earlier, by the way, which I will say this, that, like, as someone who wants Trump to lose, I do think – I love Lucy Flores, by the way. Like, I think she's – I don't know if you've read her – like, seen any of her policies, the way she votes. Her background's incredible, too. She used to be, Didn't like – did she say she wasn't even annoyed by that or whatever? Oh, so did she just bring it up and then people made a big deal out of it? Yeah, some – one of the, a few of the people Lucy said – Lucy Flores is the best. A few of the people so. were just like – yeah, I mean, if she was just bringing it up, cat. Yeah, I, I, I didn't know how it all. Yeah, he shoulder rubbed me. I didn't fucking bother me. Oh, okay. I thought it was that. Okay, or maybe she was upset about. It. I don't know. I don't. I don't and know. Like Lucy what he did is, is creepy. Woman? I, I I will say this. So I was talking with a fellow comic, Kristen Fencheck, about this, and we were saying it's like you know how most people would react to that is to just be like, yeah, dude. Before I went on stage, Joe Biden sniffed my hair. It's fucking weird. And then you you move on. <laughs> it's like people do weird stuff. Well, he's all got the a time history of it. Like, they showed like a montage of him meeting people from when he first ran for. Senate as a 29-year-old. People forget that. Everyone's talking about, like, AOC's 28. This dude was 29. He turned 30 before he got it because that's, you know, the rules. uh, When he was running for Senate and won. And then six months after that, his fucking half his family died. His wife and kid were in a horrible car accident. I didn't even know that. Holy shit. Yeah, Joe Biden dealt with so Dude, that that was the thing that he slammed Sarah Palin with. Sarah Palin kept being like, as a mother, and he goes, don't talk to me about raising children. Because he was a single father taking the train to dc from delaware because he had to raise the other two kids is and his yeah their mom and um i think his wife daughter and son the son survived but the wife and daughter were dead in the car accident this was the, a few months after he became a united states the Senate. film rain on me is based on him right i don't know rain on me is that adam sandler, adam sandler. what is that yeah. you know that reference or no no what no, i don't no know idea. that reference but sorry it's okay. i guarantee Can there are is one person who enjoyed it that one's all we need to keep this going <laughs> One listener at a time. You know, yeah. But, uh, yeah, look, with the whole Biden. Anyway, he's just one of those dudes. I, uh, I've i got my problems with Biden for And no other one's saying issues. also, like, also, it is weird. It, no, no one's it's saying weird. it's not weird. No, it is weird. Like, some people, like, when I, dude, when I was in eighth grade, for all those listening, grew up in Chicago. Uh, we went to Washington, D.C. on an eighth grade cl- class trip. Again, didn't even grow up a wealthier yet. We had to raise a lot of money for everyone to go to D.C. And we took a bus. It wasn't even fly. Took a bus from Chicago to D.C., a bunch of eighth graders. And it was actually a great time. And we met our congressman. And he gave us a little speech on the steps of the Capitol building about, you know, being a citizen or some bullshit. No one was listening because we're in eighth grade. And I was like, oh, you're in Congress? Mm, fucking go jerk yourself yeah. off, dickhead. We don't give a shit. And uh, as he walked through the crowd, I had my back to the dude. And I'm talking to a friend, probably about to make fun of what we just saw. And I was a couple inches taller because I was about 5'10 in eighth grade. The dude gave me a little shoulder rub. He said, hey, doing their sport as he tried to make his way through. I turned and looked. It was the congressman. And that congressman later became governor of Illinois. His name, Rod Bogoyevich. Oh, yeah. Rod Bogoyevich gave me a shoulder rub. 
did not ask for permission. <laughs> it was unwanted. It was he shoulder raped me, and uh, I didn't feel good about it for a long time. And but no, I just those. That's just how <laughs> those dudes were molded in the. Hey, you make people feel good by giving them a hug, yeah, and shaking yeah. hands, and kissing babies, and and grabbing them tight, and letting them know what's up. And no one had a problem with it during the Obama years because they were like, oh, that's Uncle Joe. But now it's like, oh, you want to be the president? No. Which is funny because it's so much less than what the those people hate Trump. Right, James? These people are like, Trump's a sexual predator. He fucking sucks. Oh, yeah. And yet they're like, Biden, uh, you know, hugged me too tight. But Biden's leading in the polls still. Isn't that weird? Well, it's, but- he's leading in some polls that are skewed. So mm-hmm. could be. I'll tell you this. I mean, I think James was about to say something. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Were you? I will not go down this road. Joe. No, what road? About politics? The, the, yeah, I'm not going to go there. Why not? Why? Because come down the road with us. Well, it's not put a that, political road. That, I don't want to be uh, in this. Hey, I'm not. Now. Dude, I'm not endorsing Joe no, look, Biden. I'm look, just saying look, 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 that. Yeah, I don't like him I'm either. I'm just saying that he's not a fucking rapist. It's That's fu- all I'm saying. No, he's not a rapist, and it's important to draw those lines. And make it those is, actually, yeah. For sure. But I understand the point. Of like the the whole let's maybe not have that guy be president. No, I don't. No, I'll, I don't, don't want to be president. Either. Yeah, I get that. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not voting for Joe Biden. Yeah, I yeah. get that. I just don't. If like anything, the extremes though, I mean, of, the my, thing that I think more is the, the Anita Hill shit. That's why. Oh yeah, like, that yeah. was that that alone. That was shit. He yeah, was, he was shit during that whole fucking thing. He also and doesn't like weed, and he doesn't. You know, yeah, it's he's he's weird. He's an old he's man. Not, he's not the guy. But I will but say, if it's but him I think that, Trump, right? Exactly. You're not voting for him. You'd rather four more years of. I'm gonna wait until. Here's the thing: Trump's presidency hasn't affected us much. I haven't done my taxes this year yet, but I've heard it fucks performers a little bit. It does a little bit with your write-offs. It does. They actually, you know, the fucking. But that's what's weird, weird, though. I don't even give a shit. But that's what's. uh, So I did a bit. I only yeah. Taxes. His tax system did not help middle class people at all. That's that's what's. I I. So I just turned 35 like three weeks ago or two weeks ago, whatever it is. So, but I did a bit saying like, just weird because now I'm. Fiscally or what is it? Fiscally conservative, socially li- or no? Wait, so fiscally conservative, socially, socially liberal, liberal right? Standard. But it was uh, but basically it's like a way of saying like and I'll and I'm like it's just weird because now I got to learn how to value money over people because that's what it is. I mean it's just like crazy. People vote on their tax dollars over like, look, I know the transgender ban in the military is bad, but I got to put these kids through college. Like kids in cages, more like my kids through college. Like that's what they vote on. No, that is I'm true. Not, but I'm serious. People, yeah, they value money at, well, over people. Yeah, and that's and I'm not a fan of that. But look at where most of the country is. Do you know how many transgender people are in the United States estimated? Here we go. I, no, I, looked, <laughs> I looked it up not that long ago because I was curious. And I didn't look it up to like downplay because even if even if even if there's only one and they are treated like shit, yeah. then fuck that. You know what I mean? But it's like 800,000 is estimated. Yeah, it's 0.6%. Well, point zero point six percent of the population. Which, how much look, of your money not, does it matter? If, if no, it, means, it doesn't, and it would know. be a penny out of everyone's paycheck to help them out a little bit, or or, or no, to not have a monster in charge. Like, that's what's so crazy. Some people are like, like a lot of the people who support Trump, they're like, yeah, he's an idiot, but I want this, and it's no, like they're just justifying voting for him. They voted for him because he wasn't Hillary and had an R next to his name. They didn't like him. Some people did. Some of the really crazy, crazy people. Like the people who come out of the woodwork who are like, we're going to have our own militias in Idaho. We love that man because he's our, you know what I mean? But they, I'm just they saying. They got sold a bill of goods. But I know, so I know Republicans who voted for him simply because they're like, fuck her. If the Democrats would have ran the, a random generic name that no one even heard of, 
Like that guy, Martin O'Malley, who was running for a yeah. while, he would have beaten Trump. Or Jim Webb. Which, by the Jim way. Jim Webb would have beaten Trump. The Wire. Jim Webb would have beaten The Wire is based on Martin O'Malley. Or the, what's the dude? Uh, Martin O'Malley was uh, mayor of Baltimore I before that, he became that governor. I think Tommy Carcetti's based on him. Oh, really? Yeah. He was but I'm just saying like that. People governor. who say fiscally yeah. conservative, socially liberal, but they put their money before mm. like their morals. That's why it's like insane. It's just like. The other type of people that so you, you know because everything's about what affects me personally in my day to day over, but it's like I'm not agreeing with them. I'm just letting you know where they're coming. No, from. No, for sure. Yeah. But I'm just saying like it's just crazy that money, like the percentage of tax, it's like and it depends on what. Like there's a study that was done that's like if you make a hundred grand, anything you make beyond that isn't going to make you happier. Seventy it's grand, seventy, yeah, seventy grand, yeah. That's why it's insanity. Where it's like you don't. What are you concerned about you know that you're gonna you're like that that's the thing so letter to Birmingham letter from Birmingham jail when he talks about the moderate white it's like sorry this is a weird thing for me to who be talks up about with the moderate white uh, his name was Martin Luther King Jr. okay well you didn't <laughs> real quick though you I said letter from Birmingham jail I, I sure but all right <laughs> but he talks I should have about- known that but you normally <laughs> when people go into a Martin Luther King quote they mention his name they don't I just, refuse you know. to give him credit okay. <laughs> I don't. I'm not just gonna go like. I don't know who wrote it. In profiles of um, courage, you're like who? JFK? Duh. Like you know. Um, but it was talking about how the moderate white is the biggest threat because it's like these people who know it's wrong, what's going on. But like he's like he doesn't. He says the KKK is not the problem. It's the mod, the people who are have the power to change things. They know it's wrong, but they're like, uh, I don't feel like. Well, because the, the KKK you know. is a small fraction. You know where they're coming from. Where moderate also is almost a huge un- number. They're also un- somewhat unchangeable. To a certain extent. Well, yeah, definitely. But also, it's a smaller number. The f- people, I mean, right now, the biggest problem, I feel like, <clears throat> the biggest problem, but one of the biggest problems in society is everything is so, I'm blue, you're red, and no matter what, yeah. this is my team. We've treated our political parties like they're Yankees, Red Sox, Steelers, Michigan, Cowboys, Ohio State, yeah. Steelers, Cowboys, whatever rivalry you want to choose, in which no matter what, I have to blindly support because that's just the way it is. Yeah. And that's fucked you know what i mean people should be th- outraged is it though it's kind of fun i i don't know i think it's fucked because my uh, i i've it's a little silly don't you think i've called out democrats on a lot of shit just because it's gotten so annoying to me because i see the de- i see democrats i see democrats having better ideas it, when, when you have better ideas and you lose it there must be a reason and i see the reason is just these people who everyone who runs democratic think about the people who run the campaigns where these people they don't know how to win these are people who lost at every intramural sport in grade school. Like these are the fucking people who are picked last for everything, and they're trying to win, and they don't know how to win. Where the people who run Republican campaigns were like, "Dude, I was skipping class and smoking weed in the parking lot." That is lot. not I'm true. Not smoking weed, no. but like, I don't know, man. They're just the ones who survived. Like all the cool people in the '70s died of drug overdoses, so we're left with all the lame people, and they like learn. Yeah, the cool people in the '70s still didn't know how to win fucking elections either. Think about the fucking history of that shit. All right, let's just go. Let's go the last fifty years. Okay. Say this is twenty nineteen. So what was fifty years ago? Nineteen sixty nine. Tell me about it, honey. Jesus. Yeah. All right. So nineteen sixty nine. Call it by its real name. Nineteen people laying on top of each other, putting their genitals in each other's mouth. Okay. Nineteen people laying on top of each other, putting their genitals in each other's mouth. Also, a great title of one of the of the Stooges' first album. <laughs> Iggy Pop. All right. So, who was president in nineteen sixty nine? Richard Nixon. When did a Democrat hot in his own right? Yeah. So we had Nixon. He leaves office. You have Ford, another Republican. Carter he gets elected in 76, but becomes president in 77. You have him till 81. Then you have Reagan. 
Bush, 12 years Republican control. And you have Clinton for eight years, Bush for eight years, Obama eight years, and now um, Trump, right? Yeah. But during that, so much of the Senate was controlled by Republicans. Democrats actually had the House for a very long time. And even before that, like, they just were so bad at losing big things that people eventually agreed on. When you're bad at having the right ideas and you can't sell those, like universal health care, they can't sell. Because for some reason, they got people believing that I shouldn't have to pay for that when you really kind of are anyway. Because if I don't have health insurance— You're paying way more money, and also it'd be coming out of the paychecks of people who— yeah. Also, I mean, it's— Well, if I get shot in the leg and I don't have health insurance, do you think they're not going to take care of me? No, they do. And that's you paying for it anyway. So, so like, what, take the insurance companies out of it. We have people believing that insurance companies need to be part of health insurance. Yeah. They shouldn't. It should be just between sick people and the fucking hospitals and doctors. Well, there's another issue if you go beyond 50 years. It was like how JFK wanted to have a head, right? He and it got blown off. Yeah, And they couldn't sucked. sell to Lee Harvey Oswald, let JFK have a head. I know, man. <laughs> Those fucking, are the issues that the Democrats can't win And that's win when on. Democrats were cool. They were sexy. They were, <laughs> yeah, fucking, they were fucking movie stars. Marilyn Monroe. And yet still, they couldn't win. Marilyn Monroe, way hotter than Stormy Daniels. Tell me about it, honey. Yeah. Um, I can't believe they couldn't sell Lee Harvey Oswald on Let JFK Live. Yeah, that was you a know? sad one. You know? The other day I was talking to someone, and they said, show me your O face. I said, how about I show you my Jackie O face? I went, oh, oh, where's my president's head? You know what I mean? Who the <laughs> fuck asked you to see your O face? Nobody, right? No, that of course not. I just wanted to squeeze oh, that, that in. Jackie O face. I like that. It's good. Uh, can I have one as well? Yeah, you can take yeah. that one right there. We're drinking old style beer by the Heilman's Brewing Company out of La Crosse, Wisconsin. We should get them to Shout out to La Crosse, Wisconsin. James, you look unhappy. I'm fine. James okay. just disagrees with everything we're saying. I don't. Th- yeah, you're right. I hate it. You think JFK should have gotten his head blown off? No, I'm glad he's dead, dude. <laughs> well, he wouldn't still be around anyway right no. now. He would have died of syphilis just like Al Capone. Um, <laughs> wait, sorry. Uh, I actually wait. started to text someone during it, the fucking I was going to say, is this so a segment rude. where we text people? <laughs> no, no. I just right, saw a missing text from someone. Don't be that guy. I fucked up. See. Listeners, I apologize. Hang on. Doing, do we have anyone in the chat? We could say what's up to the people in the yeah. chat right uh, now. Chad McDaniels blowing it up. Thanks, Chad. Um, Who else we got? Uh, Jassy Mann. A classic show about uh, All in the Family. Oh, so. no, All in the Family has such great lines. Let's go back to All in the Family real quick. There was a line where. Hey, let me just respond to these. Don't fuck <laughs> off, Fernandez. Come on. There is a line in which uh, he says, um, You got these. Uh, um, Wait, what is the expression? It's Archie Bunker. I'm saying what oh, the lines Archie. He okay, yeah. He says, <laughs> You got uh, one black family moving in. That's a minority. You got two. That's a ghetto. <laughs> so talking about his good black neighbors. Um, there was another line where he said, um, what is all this uh, African-American and Mexican-American and Puerto Rican-American? Back in my day, we were all Americans. If a man was a spicker of spade, there was his own business. <laughs> fucking, if you, guys, you guys are looking at me like I wrote the fucking lines. No, okay? Norman Lear did. Norman Lear. And he's, well, he had a cast of writers, I'm sure. You think he wrote yeah. every fucking episode? No, but I mean, that's, but I mean, going back to what I was like, my dad liked that show because he got, like, there's no room for irony. Actually, my buddy said this too when I was at Chuck because he came up to me and he's every like, Every minority I've ever met loves that show. Yeah. But he came Not up, he's, he's like, we're kind of in a, a he's, but, it, mm. Mm. but, um, he was like, it's kind, we're kind of in a, like, a post irony situation where that show would never make it on the air, even though it's making fun of Archie Bunker. Totally. Which he's is the, crazy. He's the like, butt of the jokes. Yeah. He's the idiot. Yeah. He's the meathead. 
Ooh, I just matrixed that fucking nice. show. I think. Yeah. Is that what that means to matrix something? Um, we'll make it mean that. I, I saw the Matrix, but I can't remember any of it. I should probably watch it again. Um, it had Keanu Reeves, Lawrence Fishburne, whose Keanu daughter Reeves. is in porn. Is Lawrence Fishburne's daughter in porn? You did not know that. No. Did you know that? James Webb. Let's get Lawrence Fishburne's daughter. TVs on. Let's do. do you not know that? I know now. You guys didn't know Lawrence Fishburne's daughter did no. porn? No. Give me. A What's show. her name? Laura Fishburne. <laughs> uh, her fish burns up top. <laughs> Gross. Oh uh, yeah, that, that actually. Gross. Man, I never understood dude, that. Dude, I felt gross saying it, and I felt even grosser high fiving it. Well, I was already halfway there. Well, and I, I feel gross because I haven't showered in seven days. That's lovely. What I can't stand is when people make jokes about women's vaginas smelling like fish. In my head, I'm like, what women are you hanging? I've out never with? had that experience never. ever. Yeah. What is going on? Where I just never got that. Also, notion. everyone's genitals smell if you've just been out and about. Like if sure. you fuck after jogging. Yeah, it's going to smell because sweat, it's like a second armpit down there for everyone. It must be one of those jokes from like way back in the day before people bathed that some guy made, and everyone was like, yeah, true. And that just kind of stuck around, and everyone's like, yeah, not anymore. You don't smell like that way anymore. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, there was that nerdy jerk-off kind of dude in your class that kept a joke going, and you're like, it's just not it's not a good joke yeah. anymore. That shit died. Did you ran ever into the ground. put gold bond in between your crotch? To uh, a friend of mine tricked me into putting it on my testicles. But it doesn't do anything doing. anyway. Well, no, it like, burned. It hurt. No, but you know how like people said you put they, gold they, bond they, they in they the crotch area to make it not smell in case you ever got in a relation situation. No, that's not what I was told. Uh, I don't know why I put it on, but someone said to put it on, it feels good. And I uh, put it on, it did not feel good. I mean, I was doing that for I a bit. I got tricked. I didn't know what the fuck I was putting on. It's amazing how many nights I put gold bond on to no avail, by the way. Right. <laughs> it was just I just go home like, all right, I put gold bond on my junk for nothing. Because it was to make it not smell in case anything happened. Why don't you just shower with no, you water shower, every day? But then if you put gold bond on, apparently it was like antiperspirant for your genital area. So it wouldn't smell. What the fuck is gold bond for anyway? What's its actual purpose? It's medicated powder. Medicated, for what, though? For what? For you. For me. <laughs> James is trying to turn us on right now. Mm. It's working. Uh, Montana Fishburn, everybody. Montana Fish. She goes by fish, so she doesn't hide the fact that her dad's Lawrence. Nope. It's there. Montana wow. What, is Lawrence cool with it? Gold bond, medicated powder. I don't heritage. think. How many dads do you think are okay Triple with that? <laughs> I don't know. It's a brave new world out there. You know that's next. George Orwell. Some uh, dad. What's next? By the way, George Orwell did not write a brave new world. Wait, who am I thinking Atlas of? Atlas Huxley wrote a brave new world. George no, Orwell wrote Elon Musk wrote a brave George new world. Orwell wrote, George Orwell wrote 1984. Atlas uh, No, Orwell Huxley, wrote Animal Farm. And 1984. Not Brave New World. Okay. No, Brave New World is Atlas Huxley, a brave I believe. New world. I read the book a long time ago. I can't remember a, a lot of it, though. They take pills, Soma pills or some shit. Um, and Ford Soma we trust, pills. I think. By the way, are do you, you going to see the new Aladdin? You're going to check that I'm out? I'm not going to see that. I heard it's great. What? The live action uh, Beauty and the Beast great. was the shit because Emma Watson. I didn't see that either. Emma Watson's beautiful. I don't like these nostalgia things. I didn't see the, uh, what was it? I didn't, so I watched Jurassic World, was so pissed off. I'm like, I'm never doing that again. Wait, you didn't, didn't like Jurassic World? No. Where he's like training raptors that, and no, shit? No, but that, and then also that somehow that new dinosaur can speak to raptors. Do you know Dude, what I'm saying? it's a like, movie. What the fuck do you want? I know, it? but it's Dinosaurs just, aren't real, but Well, they are, but not wait, anymore. Wait, what? They once were. They're extinct. <laughs> wait, what the fuck did you just say to me? 
Hang on. Then what did I see just a couple days ago on the red line? A lizard. Oh, shoot. Well, they're tiny dinosaurs. They are. They are kind of tiny. I thought they just grew up and I just didn't see them around the city anymore. Uh, Kind of like how tornadoes don't hit Chicago, but I know they're there. Because they need the room. They need space. (laughs) Dude, I'm so glad I live in a place where there's no, although fingers crossed, knock on boner, but uh, it's what I call wood. But, uh, (laughs) hang on. uh, So... (laughs) Yeah, you're glad you live in a place that what doesn't that has it? like well, no, no ma- earthquakes like LA. Yeah, no earthquakes, no, no hurricanes, of, no, no constant threat of a terrorist attack in New York. Yeah. Not the Midwest where there's tornado like just a pile of wind shows up and destroys your home. Why would you want we to live anywhere? Floods, but that's just yeah. Oh no, my my basement carpet sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to think of anything else in Chicago. Like, I mean, I guess you can cut polar vortex. Well, if we you want, do but... lead the nation in murders, so that's a thing, I guess. Could get mugged. By the way, the liquor store also, down by your house. It- I never feel comfortable in that fucking Miska's? place. Miska's great. Miska's rules, not Miska's dude. at the corner at Western and uh, not Western. Well, um, let's give my exact street address. I'm away. not sorry, but Miska's is fine. Seven thousand yeah. North Miska's Elwood. Is on Belmont. This is on Damon and Clybourne. Okay. I basically just kind of told people, but yeah, I didn't tell sure people did. where. I told him the inter. He lives near that intersection. Yeah. You fucking knock on four thousand <laughs> homes, and you might figure it out. And then also, what are you that, gonna do that here? That liquor store rules, by the way. I don't mind it, but I there's been it. times where I've been in there where I'm like, oh. I can see this place totally getting robbed right also, now. Also, it's kind of crazy thinking about someone being a criminal just listening to random podcasts being like, God, give out the address. Yeah. <laughs> so I can fucking go to that guy's house. Someone listening to WTF <laughs> being like, what's the fucking cat ranch? I want to go. <laughs> I got to figure it out. That was um, in Highland Park, I think, in L.A. Um, um, but, dude, it's funny. You you mentioned that it reminds me of – I remember leaving, like, this is years ago, the blinds open in our bedroom. My wife would be like, you shut the blinds to that? And I'm like, we are up high. You know, what are the odds of someone staring through at our bedroom window going, this is the day. This is the day a naked woman's going to walk right across and I'm going to finally see some tit. I'm like, it's, And then if you do. You walk by briefly. No one, like, the, the, the chances of someone staring there with dick in hand ready My bu- very my, slim. My dad said when he was growing up in New York, he had a buddy who used to, like, spy on women. And so when he went over and saw him doing that, it was like some woman they went to school with. It was like eighth grade. and they It's were like na- George McFly. Yeah. yeah, and so this woman's name was Irene. My dad's like, what are you doing? And he's like, well, she gets naked. Da, da. So my dad shouted while she was changing. He goes, Irene, and then he ducked, <laughs> and the woman looked and just saw the dude there. I love that shit. <laughs> it is the funniest. I, I mean, there's a lot of stories, but a couple of them are not uh, Can't in terms of what my dad would say. My mom was dating some dude, and my dad said offensive stuff about the dude to get my mom to stop dating him. Good for him. But while my mom was walking with him on the street, my dad would shout stuff at the guy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy doesn't put gold on his balls. Real stinky yeah, down yeah. there, you know? Um, but uh, Yelling out fun shit like that? Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, though, if you get mugged in the city, though, they, I mean, maybe because I grew up in a city, you grew up in a city, right? Yeah. You know, there's so many things that I guess it's just you didn't. So I was with another comic. I won't, I won't name him because it's probably embarrassing for him. But we were at Sluggers, went to the Cubs game Tuesday. We're at Sluggers. We leave. Everyone knows, first of all, that yayo means cocaine, right? Yeah. Right. Or so blow. he then, he just says to these guys, like, what's going on? And they're like, oh, hey, how's it going? It starts talking to him, like, casually. And then they're like, they grab his phone. He's like, oh, yeah, take my number or something. I forget how this all came about. But he gives his phone to these guys. And they're this one dude's on his phone for a while. And I'm like, God, is he stealing his financial information? Because, you know, people can, like, figure totally. shit like that out. And so then... The guy asks where we're going, and Paul 
Oh, shit, I already gave his name. <laughs> I, I was going to guess no! who it was. It's fine. Is that really the listeners don't know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So anyhow, he's like, oh, we're going to the red line. And I was like, why would you say that? So then the guy's like, oh, I'll walk you there. And it's like, why? And it, Paul's like, sure. Well, Paul's so from the suburbs. So this I know. Is I Still, he's. Close. It's border. He's an adult. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's been a while living in the city. It's right? a close suburb. Yeah. I feel bad telling this story now. But um, you didn't say his last name and you got to finish the story. Although now. comics all know. Well, the majority of people listen are fucking comics. I yeah. try to tell that. Like, but oh, anyway. they aren't comics. That no, was, I don't. Oh. I don't. I don't know why people. This is why Chicago comedy is number three. And, and, and sadly, is not. This is not a knock on you. It's it's a cultural thing where we just assume that anyone who supports us must be local and must be a comic. <laughs> no. I know my fucking numbers, and the majority are outside. Ha- about half my listeners are in Chicago. The other half are not. So I mean, even a little less on some weeks are Chicago. So that I always tell listeners, whenever they do a Chicago reference, I tell the li- – if someone goes, oh, it was at Pequot's, I go, Pequot's is a very popular pizza place in the city of Chicago, incredibly overrated. Go on. Like I do that real side yeah, note yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. Like when you said camp, I go, camp's a comedy show on Monday. It's not a knock on you. It's just this is what people do naturally, and I want Chicago comedians to get out of that fucking mindset. Because yeah. New York and L.A. comedians don't fucking do that because they're like, we're the shit. Yeah, the Chicago yeah. comedians are still like, well, maybe one day we'll get to them. Fuck that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I could have given other examples of broke comedians. I could have said Chris D'Elia has a problem of being like considered a broke comedian. But I use you and Jonah instead because it's like I think you guys are just as good as those fucking guys. The rest of the country just hasn't caught up yet. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, go on, my man. Oh, so then this guy starts – we start walking to his red line. And then as the guy makes the run in Addison towards the Addison red line – that's a train station in Chicago. There you go. <laughs> He's doing Bobby Sanchez now. The whole time uh, Bobby was on, he'd be like, that's Chicago's a city in Illinois, Illinois in America. It did he do it like after you made that reference? He did that. Ever, I made. I told him because they were fucking going real hard on Chicago references. Oh, okay. And I just. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I'll show you. I got this app from SoundCloud. I can show you that like I've got. You there, just want to text. Dude, I, also I corrected my UK <laughs> knocking because I know I have UK listeners. And I think I got Australian listeners from Gareth Reynolds because he's real big over in Australia. Um, on the podcast. So I pull Paul away being like, hey, yeah, let's United just go Kingdom to my buddy's Australia. place. Huh? I said United Kingdom, Australia. I'm showing him numbers. Oh, gotcha. Stat, that's a, a stat thing. from. Uh, my friend nearly got robbed. Thank you. Okay, let's hear about your um, But he, so he, um, so I go, hey, let's just go to my friend's place and pull him away while the other guy crosses the street. I don't think he even noticed we turned. I was like, Paul, this guy clearly wants to rob us. Like, what are you doing? So I was like, let's just wait here for a bit. So we go to the red line after a bit. And we're just staying talking, and I'm like, all right, Paul, I'll see you later, because I'm going north. He's going south in the red line. And the dude then suddenly shows up and hops on the train with Paul. So I hop on the train with Paul then after that point. Paul's still talking to him casually, and I'm like— Did he get his phone back? Oh, he did. No, okay, the guy good. just took it, and I was like, just check your financial information when we made the turn. But then we're at, we get to the Belmont red line. He only has one more stop to go. He told the guy what stop he's getting oh off on. God, what the fuck? How fuck it was he hammered drunk? He was hammered. I will say, Paul is a fun drunk. He's a dangerous drunk. Because then I hung out with him two days later at the Cubs game. I'll tell that story too in a second. I want to go like, to the Cubs game, dude. Come with Paul Miller, and then ha- fuck. I said his you last. Said the last <laughs> name. Jesus Christ, dude. Editing is too big of a pain in the ass. So we're not editing in that. Are you going to edit that? We're live. It doesn't We're matter. live. We're not fucking editing that. Anyway, Paul Miller's ahead. a great bo- guy, by the way. I just want to make that I, I love that, dude. He's I a he's fun, fucking funny comic. He's a great he's nice dude. nice as fuck. Yes. Hilarious. Great family. I met his family when I did a show up in Evanston with him. 
I love the dude. Anyway, go he's on. He's an amazing person. We're I just want to make that clear. Some yes. people are just too nice for their own good, though. That's the thing. And that's the, he's like, oh, I just trust people. I'm like, dude, in a city, you can't do that. You no. know? So then I, I go, let's get cheesies. We hop off at Belmont, and the guy doesn't hop off with us. And then he's like, he wanted to take the train to Fullerton. I'm like, that guy's waiting for you at the Fullerton stop. So we walk down, and he takes an Uber home and all that. And then he Thursday is going to the Cubs game, and he like paid for my – this is because he's a good person – he goes, come to the Cubs game. I'm like, I don't got any money. And he's like, I'll pay for your ticket. You know, you helped me out on Tuesday. We go, and then we go to Sluggers again. The P- They have uh, dueling pianos at this bar, Sluggers, yeah. right by Wrigley. And he just, like, thinks it's okay to walk up to the microphone. One of the piano players steps away <laughs> to try and sing. And this other piano player goes, no, no. And then she goes, trouble behind you to the other piano. <laughs> she called him trouble. Called him trouble. And also, I knew you were trouble when you walked in. That's a terrible. That was a song. That was a song they were singing. That's a song. Wow. Yeah. Um, but also, I won't say who you're with. I I keep having this mistake. I know who you're with because of your fucking Facebook pictures. pictures. Oh well. Oh fuck. Another person who's got a podcast coming out on this network. Yes. Oh, is that actually true? Anyway. Anyway, go on. Go on. Well, now you don't have to say the name. Just make it right. I know. So a tampon fell out, (laughs) and Paul Miller. Oh wait, it was Bobby, a female yeah. person. Yeah. Oh, I don't know what woman you. Were. Oh, now I know. Okay, you yeah. Her Bobby Buds grabs it, thinking it was just a random one on the floor. Why would he grab a random tampon? Well, on the floor? it was wrapped. It wasn't like. Oh, it was wrapped. Yeah, it was oh, wrapped. Okay. So then, so the pull- tampon fell out of her. That happened. No, 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 out of the purse. Oh, I thought it was like a used one. No. So Bobby grabs it and then he hands it to Paul. Paul opens it up, dips it in beer, and starts throwing it and sl- <laughs> like threw it against the wall. I I. Man, you said Bobby. Yeah, we know who you're talking about, Bobby Buds. No, but well, it doesn't matter. They At don't. the end of the day, you know what? Bobby Buds is a comic. I'm lying. I've been lying. Podcast. Listen, everyone. Okay, yeah, I I've been lying. I don't mind week. when people mention guests who have been on the podcast. Okay, you know, dude, you should have Paul on though. I would he like would be a fun. Really I would love to have Paul. Make that. These, and he he was great. He's a like very on, yeah. he's a nice funny guy. No, he's let's just make that clear. I've seen him. He's very funny. Uh, he's cracked me up many a time. Yeah. So anyhow, I didn't mean to divulge all that information about. No, him. but it was basically we we're talking about. You know, you you started with you saying Chicago doesn't have tornadoes and stuff, but we have muggers. Man, I've seen situations where I remember the f- people will rip you off, and I remember being in high school, probably like a freshman or a sophomore. We started we we got in the habit of pegging for alcohol. You know what pegging is? I mean, I've heard of the for you national listeners, listeners pegging. Mm-hmm. is a term, I don't know if it's national, but in Chicago, pegging for alcohol means you stand outside a liquor store, oh. and when, the, when an adult walks by who looks cool, you're not going to fucking ask some <laughs> yeah. librarian-looking woman to buy you alcohol. You go, hey, mister, if I give you some money, will you buy us some booze? Standard transaction. Every now, most of the time, not most, maybe say four to five times you'll get a guy going, ah, yeah. But then you'll get the guy that's like, oh, yeah, what do you want? If and you then, get a blue-collar Chicagoan, they'll do it. They'll do it, no problem, right? And uh, this one time, we were taking, we were waiting, and my one friend asked these dudes, and they were, you know, we were teens, fifteen or so, and these guys were probably like twenty three, twenty four. And I remember as I actually fucking had the money, and my friend asked, but then I handed the money over, and as I did that, I I saw my other buddy look over at me and be like, "No, don't, don't. give him the yeah, yeah." You give him the like, money after he comes out. Thanks, my it. buddy Michael Peck was like my oldest friend in the world, who I still talk to and have a beer with every now and then. Uh he was on the podcast. Pekka, if you're listening, I probably told the story of the episode you were on. I repeat too many stories, everyone. And uh, 
and he was right because the dude fucking went. They went into the liquor store, bought themselves shit, came out, and we were like, well, "Where is it?" You know, and they were like, "Oh no, it's right over here. We're just gonna you know do it this way." And then they walked in, got in their car, and then drove off. I remember that moment. I tried to look for a rock because I was gonna throw something. At the, I think I did throw something, but I hit it because yeah. it took me too long to grab a like a something to throw. But so badly, I it just I hit a minority in the face, and then people thought you were dude, a hate I crime. Fan- yeah, probably. I fantasized about grabbing like a brick, and as they're peeling away with our twenty dollar bill, fucking throwing it and hitting it in the back windshield and shattering it. Yeah, I mean, like I just paid twenty bucks to shatter your fucking windshield, and then you know running off because they were way older and more of them, I think. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you get you get ripped off in a lot of ways like that. Um, well, when you're younger, you are dumber. I mean, I remember being in Tampa with my cousin, and some dude said he was gonna buy us booze and get us into a bar or something. And we were in Ybor City, which is like a trashy. I mean, it's like the only one of the two places to go out in Tampa, but it's also trashy as shit. I have and this Tampa dude's listeners. like, do you really? Yep. Oh, then they know Ybor City, and they know not to go there. But um, other than if you're gonna go see Joe Kilgallen, Laurel, the, what's up? She's cool. She listens to the podcast. Oh, okay. She lives in Tampa, but um. This guy took us to some other neighborhood, and we walked, like, a mile probably. And we go into this bar, and it's, like, shady as shit. We go in there, and everyone's looking at it. Like, it's one of those um, – I'm trying to think of an example of a movie that this happens where they, they go – oh, you know what? Maybe Animal House would be a good example or something like that. I don't know. But these people are, like, just, like, eyeballing us, and my cousin's like, we need to get out of here because I think, like, we're not welcome here. And so we, we get out of there. We had already given the dude money. We're like, let's just get out of here. And it's just one of those things that where it's like, oh, we weren't thinking. We just trusted this dude. But we were the, we were the people who it's like, you're not from around here types, you know, people looking at us. And you don't think about it when you're younger. Like, you just kind of think everyone's chill, everyone's cool. Yeah. What's the skinny on pissing if you got to do it? Go piss. Oh, there's okay. a bathroom right there. No, I know, but this is going on. No, I mean, me and James yeah. will talk while yeah, you piss. We'll I've, I've had to get up and piss several times, and I've left my guest with James. Go um, pee. Go pee. We're going to wrap up in a little bit. Well, hang on. You got a diaper or what? I can get you one. Just you take want. your dick on. Piss on the carpet. Hey, how about I come on the carpet with a flask of dick? You know? Oh, promises. It's called a callback. Promises. Improv. All right, James. Yeah, buddy. What's going on, man? Tell people what's going on at the podcast network. Uh, shit. Well, yeah. So Bobby Buds, as Joe mentioned earlier, uh, just started a show with Todd Massey, who you just had on this podcast. Yes, he was last on the last week? episode. Yeah. Uh, they just started a show called Hillary. You may have heard a clip of that in the last episode of Kilgallen's Pub. Um, the first episode of that is out now. I highly recommend that. Um, yeah, shit. Your album comes out when next comes week? out next Thursday. Next Thursday. So if you're li- you'll be listening to this on a Wednesday. And where um, is the? So you need to upload this right after we leave. Where's the um, release party? The release party is gonna be at North Bar on Friday, June twenty first. North Bar is in like the Wicker Park neighborhood on North Avenue. I forget the exact address, but near Ashland. It's like sixteen thirty three or something. Sixteen thirty three sounds about right. And uh, tickets are available. I've got a. Facebook event page, but tickets are available on their website, which is like at North Bar. Just type in like live at North Bar at northbar.com in, um, in Chicago. So if you're in the Chicago area, please come out to that. I'll drop T- the link right now. Yeah, drop, the, drop that link. It's only $10 tickets, and it gets you uh, – I'll give you a digital download link so you get a free link to the album so you can have the tracks. So you don't have to buy it on iTunes. And look, uh, my first album opened number one on the iTunes comedy charts. I love that for this album, but I really just want people to hear it. I don't give a fuck about the artificial. It was a number one album. Look, that's great and all that, but the last album I didn't put on YouTube. I've got some clips of it on YouTube now, but this one we're going to have all the tracks on YouTube as well. 
Whether that is released on that same Thursday is probably unlikely, if I'm being honest with myself, because that's nine days from now. Yeah. And James and I are still ironing out a trailer and some other shit. So Close, man. This trailer looks good. I like it. Yeah, so it's. I'm hoping this weekend James and I will be able to cut up all the tracks because cutting the tracks won't be that hard, really. No. If you got the three camera shoot and like, so we all got, the angles, we got a couple questions. Uh, is it just digital, or will you have physical copies? Did Chad ask that? Yes. I remember him asking that before. Chad, I'm not going to make my own physical copies, but I'll have a thing so that if you order on Amazon, they will send you a CD. Oh. I know Chad probably wants me to sign one because he ordered my other album signed. The reason I'm not doing hard copies this time around is, although I made a great profit off the hard copies the first time around, it just was so much harder to move them, and you have to invest a lot of money up front. It's easier to make them now, though, because like, like you said, you can have a site kind of do them at. Yeah, but even so, I ordered 1000 last time, and it almost cost me $1,000 because I got them less than a dollar each. Yeah. I just don't have a grand lying around to do that like I did at the time I made my first album because you know, I have two kids now. And, you know, is it weird to say, I don't know how you do that in major cities. It was really hard to sell the album because people would be like, I'll just listen on Spotify. I'll just listen on Apple Music and all that. And you'll still get a fraction of a cent or people would actually buy it every now and then. I'd, I'd you know, check my numbers and be like, oh, I just sold a new album. I didn't know where, but an album sold. You know, yeah. I, I get the, the sales reports. But for the hard copies, I would sell those in towns like your Appleton, Wisconsin's, your um Cedar Rapids, Iowa's, your, Ooh, yeah. uh, you know, the mid-sized cities, cities in America that have like 100,000 population. Yeah. Your Toledo, Ohio's, your Lansing, Michigan's, your, you know, Fort Wayne, Indiana. Lance uh, Edo, Michigan. I don't know why I Fort Wayne. I've never performed in Fort Wayne. Lance Edo, Ings, Michigan. Yeah. Um, but Obviously, yeah, I'm losing Chad, it you know what? Maybe I will make vinyl. Do you have a record player? Or maybe I'll make... Um, Maybe I'll make a few. I don't know. Maybe I'll make a few. I just can't order them in bulk. It just doesn't seem like a good investment this time around. Everything's more digital now. Everything is just people want it on their phone. They want it on their computer at home. I say get 100 just for the road and only make 100. Maybe. See, I want shirts. Shirts move better on the road. Also, my buddy Nate Craig was a great comic, super underrated. I think one of the funniest comics in the country. Look up Nate Craig's stuff. He's actually on the Netflix show Maniac. The dude got a Netflix, or, or became got cast as a regular on a Netflix show without fucking any real industry help or anything like that. The, the dude's fucking awesome. Um, anyhow, he would sell a Dropbox link or something like that, or or he would say, "Give me your email for twenty bucks. Give them like a card that way they had some tangible." And then he has their email, so forever he Dropbox links the company. And what's cool about this company? I'm not going to say it now because then people will Google it and then be able to download my album right now. Um, is that when I give the link, you have to put your email in. Mm-hmm. So you'll get the link and then type your email in and then I'll get the email. So it's not going to spam. It's going to me. And, you know, it's a nice way to keep in contact with people and all that kind of shit. Yeah. Anyway, what were we talking about before you went to take a piss? Well, we got to wrap that up. Actually, oh, oh, I'm sorry. We are talking about, like, getting fucking con and shit like that. Oh, yeah. but Dude, I, Go ahead, though, Joe. Well, I was going to switch topics, but we can talk about getting conned. You know what? I got to piss like now. Like America has Fernandez, been? you talk to James. Don't plug shit because it's boring back-to-back content for podcasts. No, I'm not going to plug. Uh, talk about something silly with James while I go piss real no, quick. No, well, James, maybe you could. Okay, so you're a married fella. I am. All right. So I keep in contact with my ex-girlfriend. Also, my, I lived with my ex-girlfriend for a year or whatever, right? Okay. So we still I've are keeping. We, well, we still are keeping in touch. I don't know how long you. Because like, it wasn't a, a breakup of acrimony. How long did you date? Four and a half years. 
Then you're still in touch. Yeah, but we lived together for a year after we broke up, so we just moved out May 1st of, like, the past month or whatever. But some people think that's weird, and I I will say living together for a year after you break up is weird, for sure. If it was, like, an amicable amicable split, like, who cares? Like, Well, and that's, I mean, I think it's You can like each other, you're people. No, right, and that's where that, but also, so I've had some friends who are like, oh, I'll set you up with some girl, this or that, and it's like, I don't. It's one of those things where it's like I realize I don't – I'm not a relationship person. This is how you found it. out you can come with a limp dick. Right? Yes, okay. exactly. It was like, uh, what do I need you for? Um, <laughs> right. I can have wet dreams on my own. Um, <laughs> but – Well, but, what's what's the what's the issue? People think it's weird? People think – but also it's like – no, people are trying to set me up with people, and I'm like, no, I realized I'm not a relationship person. Like you have to have a lot of time and dedication ah, okay, yeah. for another human in your life, Right. right? And everyone is that a permanent like, state for you, or do you think that? Yeah, I think change? it is a permanent state for me. Like that's a, it's like one of those things where people talk about being gay or straight as a choice. It's like I'm sure being monogamous sure. or just being out and about yeah. is not a choice. It's like you have to realize at some point that's yeah, part of who you are. Who you are, right? Yeah. And same with like so that dog that we both kind of adopted just because like the dog needed a right. home, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's with her right now, and some people are like, "Well, why don't you have the dog?" And I'm like. Because I don't have the time or the money yeah, or whatever. It's like it's happier. It's with her, with right. her family up in Minneapolis. It's like a – God, I'm giving out information. <laughs> but, like, it's happier it's up there. It place. has a yard yeah. with – and it's never home alone – almost exclusively never home alone. Yeah. I just don't – I think folks don't – it's like if you realize who you are, like, yeah, I'd love to be able to be that kind of person, but you can't. So – it just is harder to realize when people are like, you have to get married, you have to have kids. It's like you don't have to do anything. No, right. right. But it also, if it's not who you are, then what? Right. It's I don't know. It's just a bad idea to get into a relationship if you're not that type of person. You know? Well, yeah, because then you're hurting two people. You're hurting yourself and Johnny Cochran. That's right. I'm gonna make so many OJ references from here on out because it's timely. God, yeah, we need to rehash all that shit. Mm. No, nah, dude, you're fine. Innocent or guilty? OJ? Yeah. So innocent. Dude. dude, it was his kid. Yeah, for sure, dude. <laughs> Have you seen the cons- – dude, the conspiracy theories about OJ are crazier than 9-11. Let's go down this hole. Okay, right yeah. Now. No. So, hold on. There's a light switch by your foot or, uh, or uh, a switch on the floor. You see it? It's glowing red. Turn, yeah. it o- turn it off and turn it back on. Are you serious? Yeah, turn it off and turn it back on. The power – Turn that off and turn it back on. What the fuck? My power is over here. Okay. I thought you were talking about uh, turn it on. Joe's turn it on. sex waste. Turn it on. Now we're going to have TVs so I'm we back. can look at OJ Simpson's conspiracy <laughs> theories. <laughs> That's where we ended up. <laughs> yeah. I thought we were going to find Lawrence Fishburne's daughter, Montana Fishburne. We can do that too. I got that in the Let's tab. Let's go uh, back to back with that. I got that in the tab right here. Hold on. Do you guys normally go like watch YouTube videos and shit? No. We can't air them, right? Or oh, yeah. you can't really show them. I will be able to next week. It's not like the greatest uh, fucking podcast. You know, it was fun when Kate. We talked about Kate Upton once on a podcast because I love her. So we gave like a. Sh- oh, she, we were, oh, she started to do the cheers. Yeah, he is. We were doing like a cheers to. I started a fucking thing. Remember, I had the bottle of whiskey, so we were doing shot glass. Oh, we yeah. did like three. I would do like a here's to this person and here's to that person. Where me and the. Let's do a shot. So maybe me and you could do a cheers to um, uh, Montana Fishburn. You know what I mean? Because hey. cheers to her, and here's why. Mm. I had to take a sip. Hey, how about that? We did it at the same time, and also I'm surprised because some people don't do that down and then up. You know? Actually, it's funny. That has an anti-Semitic background. What? <laughs> I'm not kidding. Is that real? I'm no. So what? For listeners who aren't watching on video, if you're not watching on YouTube or Facebook Live. 
Uh, we did like a cheers. We hit drinks, hit our cans of beer, went, then touched the table, then went back up and drank. I had a buddy who was in Vegas, and Jewish guys told him because they were like drinking with in some random people, and they go, oh, let's do a shot. You know, they did, they did shots. And, you know, it's a very Chicago thing to hit the, the shot glass, go down to the bar, yeah. and go back up. And the guy said to me, he goes, that thing you did after we did our shots, where'd you pick that up? And my friend's just like, why is this guy being a cute? He thought it was like weird the way the guy was, he had like a tone. He goes, nah, just, you know, in Chicago, that's what we do. We just hit him and go up and do it. And he goes, all right, well, let me tell you what the history behind that. It's up with Hitler, down with the Jews drink. What? Holy shit. That's, I'm not, ma- oh, I, know, man. I know I made this is jokes crazy earlier. to see this. Oh, holy shit, hold on. Okay, so I found my... You know what? Story. If you're going to follow up anti-Semitism with anything, it's Lawrence Fishburne's daughter <laughs> fucking people on Pornhub. Hold on, is this an ad? Also, what is Lawrence with guys Fishburne who might want... might have a lazy eye, but no, actually, that's, that's Forrest Whitaker. God damn it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> ah, this is so weird. I never have understood dudes who watch porn with other dudes. I don't get it. I don't understand people casually watching porn. It doesn't make sense to me, dude. We're not watching with other dudes, and man, she's it's got like butt weird. acne. She's got butt acne. Do they not have a makeup person? This on is porn? weird. I don't want to watch porn. <laughs> this is fucking weird. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, <laughs> hey, you guys, you real guys quick, Fernandez. It's been on for eight seconds, and you're already like, oh my god, it's, it's weird. just weird, dude. dude I it's mean, weird if we all got together and we're like. Watch some porn. I feel like, but oh, we, yeah. okay. you mentioned Lawrence Fishburne's daughter doing porn. We investigated, we got a clip of it up, and you're acting like we're a bunch of dudes who are about to come on a cookie. No, but I, I remember in high school being like, guys would put on porn in a group setting and being like, this is what you do on your own when you're jacking off. Like, yeah, this no. is not fun of something... porn in groups. Huh? You never made fun of porn with your. You're making your fun. We're not fun. Dude, no one has their pants around their ankles. Yeah, Joe. dog. Come on. It still this was, was weird. It was. I don't know. It's just. I, I just find it strange. You're All right, weird. dear. I'm sorry I made you uncomfortable. Here, for the hey, you know what? Popular... You're the Joe Biden now. <laughs> I'm the Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm not. I'm dude. Some, in the porn future, people. I want the Joe you to Biden get... force porn on people. I think I, he's gonna win it. I want you to get famous so I can go on MSNBC and go. Yeah, Joko Gallon and James Webb maybe watch Lawrence Fishburne stuff. Dude, I am famous. I'll send him the clip. Gonna get famous, motherfucker. I am oh, famous. Here it is. This now this I'll get horny to. Alright, so go ahead and read that, somebody. If the theory doesn't fit, you must acquit. The four most popular OJ conspiracy. Who told theories. you to put the bomb on? Who told you to put the bomb on? That's the bomb? The That's one? From okay, here's the one. Oh, bomb, yeah, yeah. here's the one you pitched to me, Fernandez. OJ didn't do it, his son did, but why? That actually makes sense, man. I read this theory before too. The alternate theory that's received the most traction in the mainstream media, the private detective Bill Deere's suspicion that the real killer was Jason Simpson. How, though? Where it doesn't even say. How, though? His mom, he knew his mom was fucking around. I think he confronted them saying, Mom, stop fucking this dude. No, well, it just set it up there, though. If you go back up for a little bit. Okay. Deere's evidence is largely circumstantial. Go, hang on, wait, wait, go back. Well, I mean, it was there until he started scrolling. Uh. This is good for listening. Is I burp into the mic all the time. <laughs> yeah. I don't fucking spit noise. into the mic like you just did. You went uh, and then went. And then he hired a serial. We're just gonna go through these. He hired a serial killer to do it for him. <laughs> he did it because he was being mind controlled by the Illuminati. Hang on, wait. Oh, yeah. The second one is so like the third one's crazy, but the fourth one. OJ didn't do it. The murders were a case of mistaken. What? Yeah, I don't know. Look at this guy, dude. The second one's my favorite. Right. You know, I was rooting for him when I was a kid. 
Because I love Naked Gun. I like the Illuminati mind. OJ didn't do it because it was, it was a case of extending identity. But the the thing about hiring a serial killer means you have to go like, all right, who's someone who's murdered a bunch of people but hasn't been caught? Yeah, hasn't been caught. Yeah. I gotta figure it out. Hey man, real quick. Uh, I'm not saying anything, but it's probably you, right? Dude, You've been killing those people. Your name is Brian Thompson Kilgallen, BTK, right? Why Can are you I? gonna kill Gallen? What up, dude? What up, man? I'll be right up. Who is that? Just that's Sorab. Sorab. Oh, funny comedian. Do you have a podcast here too? No, he's not. He's here for other reasons. He's John. Hey, buddy. You, wait, do you live Your here? Your beard looks tight, my friend. Looks good. Come on and sit in. Right, if we had yeah, a microphone, you, a mic? you could jump on if you wanted. All right. Uh-oh, we got a pussy in the house. <laughs> you want an old style? All right, well, you won't get on a mic, but you'll take a free beer. How about you go hang out at Six Flags with the children? James Webb's like Six Flags. I do like Six Flags. Fun. I do too, actually. To be honest, we're I was fucking hate some roller OJ. coasters, Joe. Huh? No, I love making I, fun of Six Flags. No, I like. want to go skydiving too, by the way, because roller coasters are a little too safe. What? Oh, I would. Do you like do roller that. coasters? I'm not a roller yeah, coaster guy. I fucking hate them. They scare the shit out of me. What? Yeah, dude. How do you get like, scared of something that is clearly safe and it's just kind of fun to like fucking? Clear, have you been in the zipper, the fucking carnival ride that's killed thousands of people? Thousands the more zipper? people die on the zipper at fucking this Catholic is a Church carnival. Conspiracy theory than the Latin kings have ever killed in the city of Chicago. That's just a fact. <laughs> is the just zipper just the zipper? You are in a fucking cage and you fucking go around and around and it moves this way while the whole thing goes around. It's fucked up. Man. Is the zipper uh, like a? Is, you gonna do is like that, an Asian stereotype? No, I was gonna say it's right the name of a pedophile who <laughs> un un <laughs> unzips his dick. So wait, where happened to the thing? He fucking went away because he had to do some shit. Oh, uh, no, okay. Side job. How come um, OJ gets such a bad rap, you know? 2000. Dude, I used to do a bit. Or no, I just said the Rosa Kanye where it's like Robert Kardashian probably like had a little bit of pride in OJ and maybe more than Kim. You know I'm in that show. What? I was an extra. In the the people version. Yeah, I grabbed like David the, Schwimmer. What? So in the scene, I think it's in episode one, when David Schwimmer tries to get past the police barricade to get. Hey, later, buddy. When he gets in past the police. So good seeing you. I doubt time. it. So when when uh, David, red hair don't care. Yeah, when David Schwimmer. <laughs> that's more inside Chicago shit. No one cares about. But appreciate it when David. Well, but it applies to you too. When David Schwimmer tries to get past where he's like, I'm on the list, and he just tries to go past the police barricade, me and another cop, I was a cop extra. We like, I, I, I literally had to grab David Schwimmer by the shoulder. He wanted to make it real, so he's like, I'm going to go full speed, so fucking give me a great grab, you know? So I, I grab him. was kind of like, back the fuck off, Ross. You know, I don't say that, really. <laughs> but I did talk to him briefly in between takes, and here's something embarrassing. I think it's a good thing to end the podcast on, I feel like. You ever just lie for a reason in which you're like, why the fuck did I lie? Why did I do that? Oh, you get caught up in the moment and you say something fucked up. Yeah, yeah, so I was talking to him briefly, and I kind of mentioned, you know, I'm from Chicago. And I I was in L.A. for like less than a year, I think, at that point. Uh, I think it was like 2015-ish maybe. And um, I was talking about how, James, you left the room, but I was I was a an extra on the show The People vs. O.J. Simpson. Oh, hell yeah, And you dude. could see me in a scene in which I grabbed David Schwimmer. I was a cop. He's, he plays Robert Kardashian and tries to get past me. Fine, and um, I, I don't know how you're going to find it other than just looking up the episode and going and rewatching it. But uh, anyhow, so I was talking to him like between takes just and I mentioned Chicago and he's like, oh, you're from Chicago. And I was like, yeah, you know, I didn't move here that long ago. But um, he 
he goes, oh, what part? And I mentioned, oh, I grew up like Irving and Milwaukee. He's like, oh, no, I know it. He goes, I lived all over the north side mostly because David Schumer lived in Chicago for right. Northwestern. And he then f- he like, found a looking glass theater. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah, did acting stuff and also. And then while while Friends was going on, he would, in the off season live in Chicago. So they would film in L.A. and then he'd live in Chicago like in the summers, which is a great deal, really. And um, and then he we're talking and then he mentions like, oh, I actually still have a place in the West Loop. I go, oh, nice. Have you ever been to like uh, – I go, great restaurants over there. He goes, oh, yeah, the best. I go, have you been to The Girl and the Goat? I asked him that. And because a week earlier, a friend of mine had mentioned they went to The Girl and the Goat in the West Loop. and You'd never went, been. I'd never been. And he was like, yeah, all, I go there all the time. I love it. I go, oh, it's fantastic. It's the best, you know? And yeah, that I, happens to I, every I don't human. know why I lied to no, him about I know, that. But, but maybe I wanted David Trimmer to think I was cool. What did I think was going to happen? People do that on dates, much yeah, less meeting David Trimmer from – one of the biggest sitcoms of all time. Well, I was also going to try and make a reference to a movie that was a little obscure. He like plays a WGN reporter. It's like him and Jason Lee. Fuck, he's been in a couple movies. David he's like Trimmer. in love. He's been in a few. David Schwimmer's in love with some woman. He's like a Cubs reporter, and Jason Lee. He convinces Jason Lee to try and pursue his girlfriend to see if she'll cheat on him. Kissing a fool. Yeah. Ah. Did you just look it up? Yeah. Yeah. Kissing a fool. It's a good movie. I like rom coms, man. That's the other thing. Uh, so the people- I do too. You ever see? I was going through my uh, DVD Blu-ray collection. Have you ever seen uh, Just our, our Friends with Benefits? Justin Timberlake. I've never seen that one. Underrated movie. Yeah. So good. Keeping the faith, man. Who's in that one? Edward Norton, Ben oh, Stiller, and chick? Jenna Elfman. Jenna Elfman. Yeah. Do you think, dude? Also, she's by like the way, six nine. Not really, but she's she super sick. attractive, she though, right? Sick. Is she? Not? Yeah, man. Yeah. So I was having an argument. I would, with a couple I would people. put her on my dick and spin around like a goddamn pinwheel. Or a dreidel. Or I would just uh, lay her down and make love to her gently like but, a gentleman. But, like, she, I, I was, like, a couple people were, like, nah, she's not that attractive. I'm, like, are you insane? Like, I, this is the thing that I think people forget is, like, yeah, they're movie stars. They're still hot as shit. Like, they're still. Dude, the women in in TV shows and movies, there's those commercials for, like, Ikea cars or Ford commercials where that's the same woman in every one. If you saw her in person, you'd be like, she's smoking yeah, hot. You, these women are incredible. I'm not even kidding. Like, the women who play like, the fourth lead, who aren't even cast as the hot girl, are still fucking hot. Yes. They have these great bodies that you just don't even notice. It's it's I, Living in LA in three, for, for three and a half years I was there, it's, it's nuts, the yeah. talent pool out there. It really is. Um, Let's go to Galway after this. What do you think? You I gotta hit go? up CJ Taldano and figure it out. Uh, CJ Sullivan's in town. CJ Taldano. Oh. What uh, What are you gonna plug, man? You got anything to tell people? Uh, to follow actually, you on? Thirty Characters Podcast is a fun little. Yes, silly people one. need to check that out. It's very fun. So. I got some tips for you guys on how to. Promote it's a better. little over. Oh, promote better. Yeah. I was gonna say it's a little. Like, every time I've listened back to, him, I'm like, ah, it's a little overwhelming. It's a lot of a lot of stuff going back and forth. And it's shit. funny. I've listened to a little, uh, only a couple episodes. I really enjoyed it. Um, I think it's great. And for all I know, you guys have better numbers than we do. But I noticed I the pro- can't. We the were the prom- 111th most popular pro- podcast in Israel, from what we found out. Oh, that's something. <laughs> we got an email. That's I, like something. I don't even know what like. What uh, was my, 100- uh, dude, the, I I'm happy with the the loyal listeners that we got. I kind of feel Obviously, bad. You're I always like, trying to build more, but, but I feel like 112th must have been like the Mein Kampf podcast. You know what I mean? <laughs> in Israel. Like how many how many are there how many that are fucking horrible things we're gonna say? Or <laughs> is that sect of people today? No, Mein Kampf is a cool little band that's all about pro Jewish. Oh, they rights. they sing that song, um, um, Ick, Ick Bachstein. What's that? Rammstein, baby. Yeah, do, do hast mich, do hast mich gut 
That is not a sex language. Sorry, my German friends. It is not attractive. All right, this has been Killian's Pub. Everyone listening to this, um, tell your friends, share the link, rate us on iTunes, r- let us write us a review. Although iTunes is going away, so Apple Podcasts. Where the fuck you is that? Is going away? Yeah, it is. Uh, Stitcher. We're on SoundCloud, Google Play, um, Spotify. We're on that shit. We're on Spotify. So uh, yeah, we love doing it. Keep it going. The Patreon has hidden bonus content and uh, stuff I've had to remove, plus stuff that was never aired regularly through the podcast. Also, you could get first crack at the album. It comes out next week. And, um, you know, I love doing this. So the more you could support, the more it helps because, you know, it's just better to make some money off of yeah, it of than course. not make money off of it. Even though I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it for the fucking love of the game, kids. That's what I'm about. Uh, oh, fuck. We didn't even talk about NBA Finals. Shit, I'll have to say that for next week. Are you an NBA, you're an NBA well, fan? Well, I only you're a Rockets is, fan, man. Right. Well, I'm actually rooting for the Warriors only so people will stop giving them shit for losing to them without Durant. Because it's like. I just find it frustrating because it's like the owner and the GM are like, this is unacceptable. It's like no one's gotten past them. Cleveland got past them only because Draymond Green got suspended in game five. Of the- and Andrew Bogut got hurt, so they lost a rim protector. Yes. So they, so they, no they lost in game seven in a close game. Otherwise, they dominated Cleveland. The Rockets played them better than Cleveland did the last two years. Yeah. Let's not pretend like somehow it's like, why are the Rockets a Well, failure? Golden State only swept one team last year, and it was Cleveland in the finals. Which yeah, proves I mean, my theory that the NBA— LeBron James is overrated. I, well, um, no, because if he's in the West, that means he doesn't get past the Warriors either and doesn't no. go to the finals. And they talk about how, how come he can't get the, to the finals? finals record is bullshit because it's under the assumption that the two teams in the finals are the best two teams in the league, which is not the case at all. I'll say this. Sometimes the team representing one conference is the seventh rate. Dude, like when the New Jersey Nets won the fucking NBA finals in what, 2003 or some shit. They were like the seventh best Let's team in the fucking Let's not underrate Kerry Kittles on Even that Even Iverson, who I, who I have my faults with because I feel like he and he ushered in the era of, it's okay to travel. He kind of ushered that in, even though I do have respect for his game a lot, Allen Iverson. Fucking um, the year the Lakers played them, they, they stole one yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. You tell me the 76ers were the second best team or were they not the fifth or sixth best team? Right. Well, no, that's why I get Because if the Rockets were in the East, I feel like they'd have at least beat LeBron a couple times. Because they sure. fought against they, sure I mean, they like the last two years. They fought off the Warriors For better sure. than the Cavs did. Well, because so. they have a superstar. The NBA playoffs, like the East last year, the reason Boston couldn't get over the hump to beat them is they didn't have a superstar. Well, they have Kyrie, but to he be wasn't fair, playing. They were actually better without Kyrie. I mean, Well, they were, but here's the thing about the playoffs. You're not winning a playoff round without a superstar. Yeah. Because you need that one go-to guy that's going to get calls. You need that one guy who knows at the end of the game it's my turn. Like yesterday. Toronto Raptors are have Kawhi Leonard, who's a superstar. Lowry, who's an all-star, even though I don't know how he became an all-star. He averaged 14 points a game. Yeah. Look, he's a very good player. Borderline all-star. No wonder that guy year. shoved him. Yes, borderline. Um, anyway, though, so it's Kawhi Leonard and a bunch of really good role players. But at, in crunch time, Kawhi Leonard took over that game. Their coach oh. called it the dumbest timeout in the Dude, history of the actually, NBA. I was watching that with my roommate, Blake never Burkhart. Saw, never saw a dumber timeout. Blake's been on the podcast. Yeah, so no, up six points, Good dude. and you're rolling. You're strong. Like, you had all the momentum, and then he calls a timeout, which gave Golden the State Warriors a chance were tired. to reset. They were chucking threes. They were just like, fuck, we're done. Yeah, and it was just so stupid. I never saw anything that dumb. Um, I'm glad you said that too. When I said it last, I'm like, I don't. Can I, I can't believe the announcers weren't calling that shit out. Yeah, I was on a text with my cousins, and my cousin Danny first pointed out, and I was rolling high. So I'm like, um, right when I read the text from him, he goes, "What a dumb timeout." I'm like, 
oh, Kawhi's breathing heavy. Ah, maybe it's just whatever to reset them. And then he goes, no, they were playing shit defense. They were out of place. They were running on fumes. It was, And I'm like, fuck, I think he's right. And then Golden State starts with this on a 6-0 run. Curry 3, Clay yeah. 3, game changed that quickly. And I'm like, fuck. I texted him back in the thread going, you're 100% right. What do you think that, real quick, before we take off, Boogie Cousins with that. He, he that fouled go- him at the end. No, no, but wasn't that goaltending call kind of bullshit where it's like they said it was There not- wasn't a definitive angle. No, the think- one angle looked like, oh, the ball's out of the room. And I'm saying, but that, that there's some certain angles, you know, how, like fastballs look like they're rising. Yeah, but they're not. So it's like certain angles will make it look like something that it's not. Well, that's well, that goes both ways, though. The one angle, doesn't it? Doesn't the angle well, make it I look mean, like the ball is off the, the cylinder? But the one that's closest, the one that's closest to the rim from above should be the definitive angle, not the one that's from underneath. It wasn't like, it wasn't conclusive. I was OK with that one. That wasn't that much of a all I know, well, it's a wash because the NBA releases a thing called the last two minutes, yeah, which which is kind of cool but also weird, where they'll literally say, "Oh, our refs fucked up." Yeah, they'll admit it. And Cousins fouled Gasol, and it wasn't called. And if that's called, he sinks both free throws. Then really, instead of losing by one, they would have been up by one going into that last yeah. possession. So I mean, that's a make or break game. My thing with the whole Golden State-Toronto thing is that, well, here's the difference. Like, Toronto last year, they had, what's his name, DeRozan. He's not a superstar. No, he's a of very, course not. He's yeah. a good player. But you need that guy who knows it's my time to have the ball. I'm going to do what it takes. I'll draw the fouls. I'll put the team on my back in that moment. And if you don't have that in the playoffs, you're not going to go very far. That was I mean, crazy. Kawhi, I got home when Kawhi started that run of just – 10 points. Dude, that was like a Jordan mode thing. It yeah. was impressive. And it sucks that it did, that it ended with the timeout. Because I remember going like, man, this is the closest thing I've seen to Jordan. And he plays both sides of the ball. He's an amazing player. He's not playing 100% either. People forget to mention that. He's clearly not 100% with the way he's been moving. But he wills his way. What I like about Kawhi is he does what his team needs. And it is a throwback to how teams used to be constructed before All-Stars were like, let's have brunch and then hang out every day and play together. Yeah, um, That's you know, why you I'm, can't feel bad for the Warriors. Because it's like, all no, right. No, fuck yeah. them. And I didn't feel – look, it started with Miami. The fucking Miami Heat started that shit with the top three free agents. I know people want to say, what about Boston? Bullshit. Boston was trades. Those were tr- – those guys were – one guy was signed, one guy was traded for, and one guy was already on the fucking team. The difference with Miami was Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, and LeBron James got together for brunch on South Beach and said, wouldn't it be great if we all played together? And that's never happened in the NBA before. And the NBA, unlike other sports, you take – those were the top three free agents available. Yeah. That free agent class, those were one, two, and three. And they all joined together. That set a precedent where it's like, oh, it's okay to do this. Yeah. So when Durant left and people were like, what a bitch. I'm like, fuck you. LeBron set that standard of it's a little hard. I'm going to go and play with other all-stars. So then it made it where you have to compete. So like when LeBron left Miami to go to Cleveland, he went for a younger version of what he had in Miami. Love was a younger version of Bosh. Kyrie was a younger version of Wade. That was it. Yeah. He needed to play with two other All-Stars. The difference is Golden State initially I liked because their All-Stars were drafted. They drafted Draymond. Curry they drafted Thompson, Curry. Yeah. They drafted Thompson. None of them were like a top five draft pick either. They were all like, what, seven, eight, nine, or some shit like that in different drafts too. Or Draymond might have been like the end of a first-round draft. They might have been the same draft as Clay. I think I can't remember exactly. But that was an organic team construction. When they added KD, that was the over-the-top, like, what the – this is video And then they added bullshit. Boogie this past they year. 70, I mean, like – yeah, Boogie made it even so where now NBA players who are like, I'm coming off an injury and my value is a little low. I'll sign for the league minimum, get myself a ring, raise my value, and go sign a max deal somewhere else. It just made 
they got to reek the next NBA like player agreement or whatever CBA with the union and the league. They're going to have to fix that somehow. Cause I just don't how, think that's though? good. I don't know how they're going to. The players have the leverage, I'd think, at this point. You they know? do. I mean, I just want to see. That's why I'm rooting hard for Toronto. Um, and not only that, but I made the bold prediction of Toronto in six. I'm not kidding. I got the, I got the, I got the, right. I got the tweet and the Facebook post. So you know I'm rooting for hard for them on Thursday night. Well, I mean, it's weird. I want, to, I want to look right, but everyone laughed at me. They called me a fucking idiot. How could you think this? I don't know why baseball has the strongest union. I couldn't tell you. You'd think NBA would because it's oldest, so dependent. It's so dependent on star players, though, in the NBA. More than any you other think sport. You're right. That's a good point. You think the NBA especially. Because the if players they were to have so replacement players, oh, my God, would no one give a shit about the NBA? Nobody would. The NBA's regular season ratings were down the last two years, actually. People watch But I think that's the case the with all line. sports. I think if you look across all sports. Yeah, there's a lot of different things to watch, I guess. With and content. youth participation is down in all sports, too, because kids just want to stay in. Well, you know, know what they're fucking up youth sports with is uh, travel leagues. They learn how to monetize this. I saw a whole thing on 60 Minutes, and there's a documentary on Netflix where if you don't have your kid in travel sports, like it used to be just when AAU first came about. That's why all these guys want to play with each other. They all play with each other in AAU. So they knew each other for, even though they Zero were in different 13. parts of the country. What's that? They were 13 or whatever. Yeah, whatever the fuck it was. And now all sports are like that where to get seen by colleges if you're not playing travel and all this. It's just it fucking it, – it, it sucks because it used to be – Oh, I love I like this sport. I'm gonna go play at my local. Park. But also, it didn't be you know? it wasn't specialized. Like once you're good at something by the age of ten, you know. Yeah, it's fucking over. All, All right, right. Well, I'm glad we got a little bit of the NBA talking. Um, Fernandez. I drank six to your four, by the way. I. I had. Did I only have the four and you had six? Yeah, I'm on my seventh. Well, who was there's it's twelve pack. You're in your seventh. Yeah. Very nice. I'm, I'm being very nice. Oh, I went, well, I here, gave one away. Here, take that. I gave one away. We'll take nah, that it's one. fine. i got to wake up earlier tomorrow. All right. Well, this has been Killgown's Pub, everybody. I hope you uh, enjoyed it. Like I said before, the album's coming out. Spread the word. It'll be on YouTube. Share the links. I just want people to see the fucking thing and enjoy it. And uh, let's, let's keep moving forward. All right, everyone. This has been Killgown's Pub. Cheers. Go backwards. <laughs>